Alley Show. Lionsgate Recovery. People in recovery, helping people find recovery. If the NSA is listening, we can at least be entertaining. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Coronavirus are incredibly common. A large percentage of the world, human population, will have COVID DNA in them, small quantities, even if they are perfectly well or sick with some other pathogen. I'm going to speculate as to why all of the media and our political leaders are whipping up hysteria over this idea of global pandemic. Our central banks and our governments have created a financial crisis by using unbacked debt-based fiat currency, unlimited government borrowing, and impossibly escalating levels of taxation to service all the debt. We are very near now the end of our monetary cycle where debt can no longer be sustained. Currencies everywhere are being overprinted and nearing collapse. In this process, many people worldwide will suffer losses, poverty, disruption, and sacrifice. Most people are not aware that this disaster was predictable and inevitable. Bankers and elite officials do know what is coming. And they know that people will see that they are to blame for this disaster unless they can come up with a scapegoat. Scapegoats come in the form of things like terrorism, global warming, and global viral pandemics. Manufacturing or exploiting some global threat not only allows blame for the economic disaster to be diverted from central banks and government officials, but also gives an excuse to impose authoritarian public policies so that riots and civil unrest can be harshly dealt with by state-sponsored violence. We are being suckered to accept a huge new set of restrictions on our lifestyles and personal liberties, so we will be powerless against official policy. Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly Show. What a show I have for you today. <laughs> Are you guys ready for this? Uh, a lot of show. I'm, I'm just going to say a lot of show we're going to pack into uh, three hours here. And I welcome you, of course. That was uh, Jerry Day. Uh, I think that was Jerry Day talking about um, how they wanted to use coronavirus because it was the easiest one to use to do what they're about to do um, and have that shield of you guys focus on on this over here while we're doing this over here. So um, I love that. Uh, I love that video. Um, Uncle Milty was the one that uh, found that, and it really does. It's uh, I'd have to play it in its entirety again because it's just amazing. All right. Um, I welcome you. And before I get rolling on this, because we are going to cover some of the preface stuff to the next hour in this hour, um, I wanted to talk for just a moment about um, homeschool because I'm getting a lot of emails and a lot of requests and people are finally starting to figure out what the school districts are doing. And it's pretty, it's a monstrosity. Um, I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick over it. And I know a lot of people out there are, and I've asked Susan goers to come on and explain homeschool pods and, and explain homeschooling um, a little bit more effectively than I'll be able to. I really appreciate you, Susan. Thank you. No problem. Okay, let's let's uh, let's launch in really quickly on this. Um, tell me a little bit about sure. uh, what people can do right now. Some of the options, and maybe a little bit about you, your background. 
Okay, so a little bit about my uh, background. I've sure. been involved in education for 36 years. I have a doctoral degree in transitional leadership, and I spent 15 years homeschooling my own three children all the way up to their associate's degrees. So I'm I'm familiar with the homeschool scene. Okay. Um, What is available for parents right now is, is the option to take their kids out of the public system due to what's happening and take responsibility for their education into their own hands. Parents are afraid to do that. They're, they are um, feeling like their kids won't graduate or they won't be able to go to college or all of these. There's a, there's a plethora mm-hmm. of reasons why parents won't take their kids out of school. And the number one reason right now what I'm seeing in Utah anyway mm-hmm. is that parents have to work. So it's, it's, it's virtually impossible for you to go out of your home, work full-time, and homeschool. Right. So what uh, I, I have a, a company, and what we are doing is we are traveling the state, and we are bringing four or five families together. We mm-hmm. are creating co-ops for them where their kids go nice. to a particular place. Okay. That could be a church building. That could be someone's house. That could be um, we even have storefront buildings that aren't being used because the stores are closed or restaurants that are closed. And those parents are chipping in together to um, either hire a teacher if they don't, if none of them have the ability mm-hmm. to teach, okay. or to parents that can teach. We are teaching them how to teach content to these small groups, and they're starting their own homeschool co-op groups. Nice. And so there's a there's organization that have to happen there, but it is not impossible to work a full-time job and homeschool your child. I love this. I love this. Where can people go? Where can people go for information? People just don't know where to go. You know, how do they get? How do they? Right. How do they find somebody? How do they get started? Where do they? Where do they find you? So, if they need help, our website is educationtransformed.org, and they can go to our website, communicate with us. There's a chat on there. There's email on there. If they've got two or three families in their area that want to keep their kids home. Then we meet with them and we do a consult with them. We find out what their strengths are, how many people can teach. We offer them curriculum. We will do an assessment of their children to let them know where you know where yeah. they are, like grade level ranges. Okay. And then we come in. We spend like three days organizing the entire group, putting a schedule together, putting a calendar together for the year. We do a whole a whole service for them, and then when we leave them, they are ready to homeschool for the year with the people in place and the calendar in place to have their kids be taught. And that's face-to-face. Oh, nice. And it's education transformed with a D, right? Yeah. Uh, com. Yes, E-D at the end, education transformed. Yeah. Dot com. Okay. And so they can go there right. and uh, and get the ball rolling, ask questions, uh, because I think there sure. are there are many people out there that would like to be able to just gather a group together um, and, and have a teacher and, and be able to do this. There are a lot of really good teachers out there. And I know this. Yeah. I know many of them. And let me tell you you um they want to they want to teach and they do not want to be under uh the confines of the public education system and they're gifted teachers and and so when i true. Whenever, that's, when, that's yeah. true so and that's where and that's where we can come in and help too if, so. if there's a teacher that is is leaving the public system because of the situation right now right we can vet them i can vet them as an administrator nice. so that a parent doesn't feel like they just have a stranger walking in their house they need to know that that teacher 
has not had any um, ethical violations. Yes. They uh, know their content, mm-hmm. right, and all of that before yep. they set up their homeschool. So a homeschool co-op basically has parents doing the teaching, and we equip the parents. I teach them pedagogy so that they can teach the content. A yes. micro school is very few, usually less than five kids, one okay. teacher, be a professional teacher that is licensed, and all the parents chip in and pay that person. And then a pandemic pod is 10 to 12 kids and may have more than one teacher because the minute you move into high school content, you've got to have people that are endorsed in the content that they're teaching. So if you've got got, uh, 10 ninth graders who need biology, they may be spending $5 an hour Mm-hmm. to uh, pay for a licensed biology teacher to come in and teach their biology class. I see. That's a pandemic pod. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. This is this is why I wanted you to come on. Um, Susan Goers, um, people can find you at educationtransformed.com. There are answers. Dot org. Dot org. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to make sure and correct that yeah. again. Um, educationtransformed.org. And and really, right. honestly and truly, make sure I'm really I, I apologize for that. Education transformed dot org. Make sure you get over there because right. uh, you can you can still take your kids out of school. You can still construct this year and have this can be a completely different experience for your kid. When I saw that picture uh, coming out of uh, our local school district with all the kids sitting there miserable mm. with their masks on, I wanted to cry. I just wanted to cry. I can't imagine putting kids through yeah. that. So. Um, we've right. got, we've got, we've got to have answers and I really appreciate all of the work you've done on this and what you bring to the table. Really appreciate it. Thank you. We're here to help and empower parents to do what they need to do to educate their kids. Awesome. Susan Goers. Thank you very much. Really appreciate right. you. Thank you. Thank um, you. the website again, tra- um, education transformed.org education transformed.org. Apologize to her for getting that wrong in the first place. Um, I love answers. <laughs> I'm a, I really do. I, I love solutions and answers and all kinds of things like this. And, and um, so I hope you guys will share this particular short podcast because this will turn into a short podcast, a 13 minute one. And I just want to make sure that people have answers out there. I'm getting you guys, I'm getting emails from all over the place. You wouldn't believe the amount of people that want to rip their kids out of school now. When they're seeing their kids go off and it's finally sinking in that they're going to wear a mask every day until a vaccine comes and then they're going to force that on them, Um, apparently, from the letter that went rogue from our superintendent of our state uh, to the local school boards and bypassed the parents' eyes, you know, um, and a big thank you to Michelle Bolter for exposing that. I'll tell you, that should unnerve you, what 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 they're doing and what they have planned. So when I come back, I'm going to do uh, two segments on Johns Hopkins, and this will sort of preface where I'm going in the next hour with the COVID-19 vaccine and why this is so sickening, truly sickening. Um, It makes me sick to even want to do today's show. I actually was struggling with this earlier today because it's just a lot to digest and it's a lot coming to tell you the truth. I mean, we have to be, uh, we have to, we have to understand what this is about, where it came from and how long it's been in the works. And once you realize that you're going to realize that these were carefully laid plans with this pandemic. And, um, 
I can't I can't say this enough. It's it's scary. It's scary. So when we come back, I want to I want to tell you how Johns Hopkins got started and I want to tell you why public health became public health. And this is really, really interesting, fascinating to me. Um, And then uh, we're going to launch into uh, the curious, sickening uh, travesty of of what's coming and um, a little bit about about, uh, the deployment of the public health sector, the conference they just had and what they were told inside that sector. And then I'm going to I'm going to launch into a little bit of history on uh, actually chemotherapy. I know that's going to sound really strange, but it ties in. I know it ties in and it's strange, but I've got a lot for you today. So I hope you have a pen and paper. I hope you can keep some notes and uh, I'll be right back on the Kate Daly show. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction? Well, I have great news. There is finally a treatment for ED that does not require medication, injections, or surgery. Our advanced form of wave therapy is clinically shown to regrow blood vessels and restore spontaneity in the bedroom. We can do so quickly, affordably, and with zero side effects. Hi, my name is Rich, and I'm an actual patient. I struggled with ED for years. I started treatments recently, and not only am I astonished, but my significant other is thrilled with the results. Thank you for giving me my life back. If you're struggling with ED and sick of the pills, call in the next two minutes and we'll give you the medical assessment and blood flow ultrasound totally free. Additionally, come in and take our treatments and we'll give you a special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. That's a $300 value, free, but you must call now. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Call Wasatch Medical right now to claim that offer. 435-922-7000. Join Lyle Boss, president of Boss Financial, for Safe Money Radio at 5 p.m. every Friday and 9 a.m. every Saturday, right here on KZNU. Or call Lyle Boss now for your complimentary safe money book at 855-355-7233. This is Connor Akin. And this is Quinn Algo with Tango Express Car Wash with some big, exciting news. We've been voted the best car wash in Southern Utah again for the best of Southern Utah competition. We want to say thank you, Southern Utah, for voting us the best car wash again this year. And as a way to say thank you, we've lowered our pricing. Get an unlimited wash pass starting at only $19.99, the lowest price we have ever offered. With multiple locations, free vacuums, no tipping, and the best price in town, it's easy to see why Tango Express Car Wash was voted number one car wash in southern Utah. Tango Express Car Wash with five locations and one coming soon to Hurricane. Right now, more than ever before, this is the perfect time to upgrade your sleep for your health and well-being. And until you sleep on a new Tempur-Pedic mattress with the highest customer satisfaction rating, you haven't really slept. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi. At Best Mattress, we have the entire line of pressure-relieving and cooling Tempur-Pedic mattresses and the highest level of safety so you can shop with confidence and peace of mind. Plus, 72 months no interest financing and free delivery. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. Do you think taxes will go lower, stay the same, or go higher? Congress is going to have to find a way of paying for all the stimulus spending. Trillions of dollars worth. How does that impact you and your financial future? Find out more at AshtonWealth.com. It's the end of the 
Christmas season sale. Happening right now at the locally owned and operated Ashley Home Store. Come in today and get up to 30% off or 0% interest for 60 months OAC. Let's do a little math. That's 1,800 days of no interest. The entire family can relax on a power reclining sofa for as low as $9.99. Get the whole family around a five-piece dining set for just $8.29. Come see this stylish queen panel bed for just $3.99. Or make it a five-piece set for just $9.99. Make your way into the Ashley Sleep Center and get a king-size mattress for the price of a queen. Some restrictions apply. All patio furniture is on sale, too. It's the end of the season sale. Come in today and get up to 30% off or 0% interest for 60 months. How about this? That's 43,000 hours without a penny of interest. Nice. At the locally owned and operated Ashley Home Store on East Red Cliffs Drive by the Stadium 10. All financing OAC. See store for details. You're going to love this Ashley Furniture Home at Lionsgate Recovery, we get told all the time clients had no idea they were able to get into such a nice treatment center. Much of the public doesn't understand how many resources are out there for substance abuse treatment and how affordable it can be. If you or a loved one are struggling, please call us and we will show you just how easy it is to get help, even if it's not with us, because we are people in recovery helping people find recovery. Hey, Southern Utah, it's Katie from Nielsen RV. Are you struggling to find the perfect RV for your family? Well, we've got you covered. We are now accepting custom orders on all 2021 RVs from your favorite manufacturer. That's right. Get all the features you want for as little as a $1,000 initial investment. Why not wait a little and save a lot on the RV you've been dreaming about? And as always, Nielsen RV, home of the warranty forever at no cost to you. Find us off the Bluff Street exit in St. George under the giant American flag or online at Nielsen RV. Integrated Medical Services is the office of Dr. Danny Warwood and Deborah Valentine. Integrated Medical Services has telemed. They're open for face-to-face visits and accepting new patients. Call 435-673-9653 or go to integratedmedicalservices.org. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. There's something wrong with the world today. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with our eyes. We're seeing things in a different way. God knows it ain't his. It sure ain't no surprise. there and welcome Kate Daly show you know I really uh, <clears throat> hesitated to even announce I was going to do a show um, that was going to be uh, very informative today because I thought oh no you know tech problems right and um, lo and behold my site's not coming up <laughs> first uh, that's the first time it's ever happened um, so I am I'm honestly trying to figure this out what's going on and there's no reason for my site not to work. So um, I'll be working on that while we're doing this. Um, and it'll go on podcast, I guess. That'll have to be my next, <laughs> my, you know, my resource here. Um, 
if people can't get it. Okay, live. Um, oh, you know. <sighs> well, hi, NSA. Thanks for listening in. Really appreciate you guys. That's okay. We'll get it on podcast too. Okay. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's just go in and, and, uh, and do this. So there's been a lot of experimentation. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to mention, I had a caller call in during the break. Um, we should get a tax break. The legislature should be doing a tax break for those that homeschool so that we're not having to pony up the dollars. Okay, for uh, public education, if we homeschool, we should have the option for those dollars, and I totally agree with them too. Um, let's talk about Johns Hopkins because I've 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 told you that most epidemiologists within their state, actually, um, the ones that are assigned, like our own Angela Dunn, total Nimrod, by the way. I'm sorry, but she is. Um, um, come, you know, come by way of Johns Hopkins. They come by way of CDC and, and there's a couple of roads and there's a reason for that. There's a connection between Johns Hopkins, the Rockefeller Foundation and the Gates Foundations. And the 2000, the two, the event 201, uh, 201 that was predicted and rehearsed, you know, for the pandemic from the 2010 Rockefeller Foundation's lockstep paper that we went over on one of the shows. The two organizations have this long history of collaboration, but it started in 1916 when the Johns Hopkins School of Hygiene and Public Health was founded with funding from the Rockefeller Foundation. And then since then, they've been locked up because Johns Hopkins actually started in, I think it was around 1875, 76. And, and so uh, by the time this rolled in um, and they, they, they became one, basically, the Rockefeller Foundation and Johns Hopkins, um, kind of an interesting shift. And I want to explain what that shift was all about because it's really strange. Um, and also... Johns Hopkins plays a key in just about everything right now. They're playing a big, huge role in vaccinations. They're playing a big, huge role in being the information provider for the vaccinations. And in every article you see about COVID-19, you will see uh, per Johns Hopkins research. You'll see that line in just about every single one. Trust me, (laughs) I've been doing my homework on this and they are everywhere. Um, And it's because um, they are the lead voice, right? Because we think of them as the lead um, research um, hospital, right? Or or institute. Okay. So in 1913, the Rockefeller Foundation sponsored a conference on the need for public health education in the United States. This is where it started. This This is how we got where we are today with public health and why public health is running our country right now. 1913 Rockefeller foundation sponsored a conference. The foundation officials were pretty convinced that a new profession of profession, mind you of public health was going to be needed and it would be allied to medicine, but also distinctly different. And this is very, very important to know with its own identity and its own educational institution. So there was a, they, they really wanted a deliberate separation between medicine and public health leaders. And it came from, um, again, this study, uh, or not, a, well, study, uh, the Welch Rose Report of 1915, which laid out the need for 
adequately trained public health workers and envisioned an institute of hygiene, you know, in the United States. And this report reflected this this difference between the two architects of this, Welch and Rose. And Welch was a little different than Wycliffe Rose. Uh, Henry uh, or William Henry Welch had kind of a different history. His he favored scientific research, whereas Rose wanted an emphasis on public health practice. So in 1916, the executive committee of the Rockefeller Foundation approved a plan to organize an institute of school of public health at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. And the institute was named the School of Hygiene and Public Health, indicating this sort of compromise between those who wanted the practical public health training on the British model and those who favored the basic scientific scientific research on the German model. Germans against the Brits. How interesting. Anyway, um, and so Welch, uh, William Welch was the first dean of the Johns Hopkins School of Medicine, who also became the founding dean of the first public uh, school of public health in the United States. And the facility on the former was the Maryland Hospital site from, 19, from 1797. Um, I mean, it goes way back, way back. And the Maryland Hospital was originally built on a hospital to care for yellow fever. Um, and then in 1840, the hospital expanded. Okay, so, so this resulted in this 19... 19- 13 to 1916 event of trying to trying to figure out how they were going to do this and create public health, which is a very socialistic, communistic term, right? So what they decided to do was to basically break it into two. And this was this was by their design. This is what the founding document said from 1915. It said, this brings us to another important consideration. The object of public health work um, and taking advantage of all of this and, and avoiding a premature um, conventionalizing of advanced work in medicine. So, therefore, the fundamental medicine sciences had to form a background of good education for public health service. So they basically wanted the doctor um, to, to, when a patient consults a physician, he wants to know, first, what is the matter with me, Right. And second, what can be done to relieve me? And the successful doctor then becomes a specialist in the recognition of disease and the use of remedial measures. His object is to cure rather than to prevent. So they didn't want the doctor to prevent anything. They just wanted the doctor to cure stuff. They wanted the public health officer to be into methods of preventing disease. Now, you might think that sounds all well and good. The only problem with it was the doctors should have been both. Public health really should have never existed. That's the problem because when it branched off into two two different ways of, of training up doctors and public health people, they were trained much differently. And they really had to separate it to to actually get this profession going. And and so they, they, uh, there was a couple of things uh, that they decided to do, but they, but they were really intent on making sure that the physician was only going to be in charge of certain things. And if you notice the medical training, it was how do you take the symptoms and how do you, what do you, you know, do to, to, for these exact symptoms rather than a career of preventing it as well, which it it had been. I mean, if you were to talk to your, your town doctor in the 1800s, um, there, it would have been both, right? 
So how did they get it going? What did they do in order to do this to create a need? Well, the Rockefeller Sanitary Commission for the Eradication um, Eradication of Hookworm Disease. From 1909 till 1915, they used the hookworm disease in the American South, specifically Alabama, Kansas, you know, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Arkansas, Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia. And the campaign was launched by John D. Rockefeller for a million dollars. Uh, to bring this movement of the medical profession and public health officials to boards of trade, churches, schools, the press, everybody together for the prevention, quote unquote, of hookworm (laughs) disease. And this is how they sort of got their, kind of got their hooks into this to present a case in which the public health then was necessary. It was necessary that they launch forward and get this profession going, this all-new profession going, so that they could wedge the doctors into one certain little defined role so they could take over these other roles. So what happened was these 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 programs lasted until 1915, and the campaign ended, in, well, a year before 1914. Um, And the property and the records of the commission were transferred to the Rockefeller Foundation and the International Health Board. And what happened was, was uh, hookworm disease. You could get that, you know, walking barefoot, you know, poor sanitary, you know, poor sanitary conditions. Right. Um, And it had been it had been around, you know. They, they had already known this was uh, one of the three major illnesses you could get from the 1800s, along with malaria and yellow fever. Um, and they said in the early 1900s, many people in the South lock, you know, lacked this proper sanitary, such as sewage and bathrooms. And this was um, and the warm climate was leading to people walking around barefooted. And so uh, they said over 40 percent of the population in the 11 southern states were infected with hookworm. And they went ahead and they started studying it. And then, of course, they said 7.5 million Southerners had hookworms and they had to go reduce this. So they treated um, they treated. uh, Well, they they said um, 400,000 of them. And this is what remember, the population was about 100 million. It wasn't fatal, but they went ahead and they said, oh, well, we have to go ahead and, and, and get this. Now, by the way, in 2015, we had 428 million people with hookworm. But they decided back in the day that they were going to use this as the catalyst to present some sort of something, kind of like right now with COVID, where it wasn't killing people. It's not, you know, it's not, uh, you know, something that, that is this insane to go work on, but they had to they had to have something interestingly enough hookworm to put their hooks into so they presented this and see this is where we're needed see see how many people so they treated about 400,000 people okay they didn't save humanity but they they got the ball rolling and Johns Hopkins ended up this particular avenue of Johns Hopkins ended up being all over the world very, very quickly within a span of 30 years, China, Yugoslavia, you name it, you name it. And, uh, and the first director of public Rockefeller public health, William Henry, guess what? He was skull and bones fraternity, Yale university. Um, and, uh, uh, an interesting career, this guy. Very interesting career. Um, and he was the first physician recruited to be professor at the newly formed John Hopkins Hospital and Medical School at John Hopkins in Baltimore. 
That skull and bones, you know, I've done shows on that, and I, I hope you're very, very aware um, of the um, secret combination that is within the Skull and Bones Society that the Bushes are a part of and, and everybody else, that John Kerry, you name it, part of that little society because it's, really, it's a really close club of people. Um, I'll be right back. Uh, I'll be right back. I've got more. <laughs> Don't go anywhere on the Kate Daly Show. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction? Well, I have great news. There is finally a treatment for ED that does not require medication, injections, or surgery. Our advanced form of wave therapy is clinically shown to regrow blood vessels and restore spontaneity in the bedroom. We can do so quickly, affordably, and with zero side effects. Hi, my name is Rich, and I'm an actual patient. I struggled with ED for years. I started treatments recently, and not only am I astonished, but my significant other is thrilled with the results. Thank you for giving me my life back. If you're struggling with ED and sick of the pills, call in the next two minutes and we'll give you the medical assessment and blood flow ultrasound totally free. Additionally, come in and take our treatments and we'll give you a special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. That's a $300 value free, but you must call now. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Call Wasatch Medical right now to claim that offer. 435-922-7000. I just love birthdays. And anniversaries, too. This is Lisa from Red Cliff's Consignment. I just love birthdays and anniversaries, too. Well, you're going to love ours. We're excited to be celebrating our seventh anniversary and want you to have an opportunity to celebrate with us. Visit our shop on North Mall Drive, nestled comfortably between Boulevard Home and the Barbecue Hut, and enter to win a $700 shopping spree. That's right, $700 for one lucky shopper. We definitely don't have room to put our furniture six feet apart, but we have plenty of space for our guests to practice social distancing while they shop. We have a great mix of furniture styles and brands, lots of accessories and artwork, so come see us and help us celebrate seven years in the community. Seven years, $700 shopping spree. We are Red Cliff's Consignment, and we are open. Hi, this is Dr. William Plum from Plum Dental. I want to take this moment to thank you for voting Plum Dental the best in Southern Utah for the second year in a row. At Plum Dental, we want you to be healthy. We want you to feel and look your best. We use the best materials and the latest technologies to safely and comfortably help you get there. If you're new in the area or are looking for a new dental home for your family, come check us out at PlumDental.com and schedule your appointment today. Hey guys, Josh here at Red Rock Auto Sales, and I want to tell you about a very unique opportunity in the market right now. Our automobile lenders need to buy loans. With everything going on in the market, they need to book car loans. And because of this, we're seeing our lenders buy deeper than ever before. With interest rates very low and lenders being aggressive, this may give you a special opportunity to purchase that car that you haven't been able to in the past. Come see us at 960 South Bluff Street or online at redrockautosales.com to get your loan pre-approved. Experience, quality, and attention to detail make a difference. Most jobs or tasks can be completed with speed. Or for some, finished means a job well done. Just because it's well done. But there is a difference when something is done right. At Proforma Landscape, we believe in that difference. A difference you'll notice. A difference you'll appreciate. So when you come home, you'll notice it looks like someone did the job with care. 
And yes, attention to detail. You might be listening to this right now and saying, it's just yard care, landscaping, or maintenance. But for us, it's more. It's making sure you don't have to think about keeping your yard, business landscaping, or HOA looking perfect. Or worrying about fixing leaking pipes, sprinklers, or seasonal tree trimming. That's our job. At Proforma, there is a difference. Hire us, and you'll see. We handle HOAs, commercial, residential, and new construction. Let us maintain your landscape, and you'll see the Proforma difference. Go to ProFormaLandscape.com for a free quote. Steamroller copies, we're the one to help you till your work is done. The full service business center makes your day run so much better. Rubber stamps, letterheads, colored copies, blue and red. Invitations for the wedding, faxing and computer renting. Steamroller Copies has the largest selection of wedding invitations and accessories in Southern Utah. For all you brides-to-be, right now we have special discounted pricing on custom wedding invitations. Our designers offer personal attention and ability to customize your wedding announcements to match your unique style and personality. Additional wedding accessories we offer at Steamroller include lined envelopes, enclosure cards, guest books, thank you cards, bridal canvases, and oversized photo prints. Come into any of our Steamroller Copies locations, St. George Boulevard, South River Road, or State Street in Hurricane. Steamroller Copies, always asking, what do you want to print today? Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Something wrong with the world today. The light bulb's getting dim. There's meltdown in the sky. If you can judge a wise man by the color of his skin. Misty or a better man than I. Believe it. Kate Daly Show. Um, I put up a link on the uh, Kate Daly Show website or Kate Daly Show Facebook page, and you can stream live from another location. If you are unable to um, stream live, make sure you share that link today, too. Um, I'm doing a, a three-part show. Uh, we're doing the John, John, Johns Hopkins portion right now. Then we're going into the COVID vaccine on all the things you need to know. Not all, but I'm going to hit a lot of it. And uh, and then, of course, I want to get into kind of rounding this up, which is going to be really weird going back to where Johns Hopkins comes in, cancer treatments, mustard gas, chemo, because those are the same thing. Yeah. I have a lot to talk about today. I might have crashed the site. Who knows? Anyway, okay. Make sure you get over to Tropical Pool and Spa. You know how much I love my hot tub. I can't speak highly enough about it. Make sure you get over there. It, I'm serious. Make your make your home a little heaven on earth. You're going to be there a lot. And I hate to say that, but uh, but you will be. And make sure that you've got you've got a place of relaxation and, and something that can take your mind off off what's going on in this world uh every day i love that's what i love mine for and uh, i love the health benefits and everything else tropical pool and spa they are amazing they do a fantastic job by the way they really know what they're doing and uh, they're so fun to work with too um i love my my hot tub okay um let's get back into this so i was talking about um johns hopkins the the reason that johns hopkins turns out a lot of our epidemiologists in every state right now that are kowtowing to whatever they say and also the cdc it's because they're all locked up 
They're all so lockstep that I can't even tell you enough. In fact, the first director of Rockefeller Public Health of the Johns of Johns Hopkins um, Public Health and Hygiene is what they wanted to call it, so that so that people would think that it was great. Um, was actually a guy named William Henry, and William Henry was part of the Skull and Bones fraternity, same fraternity as the Bushes and. John Kerry and so many people that end up in government um, in the United States and abroad. And uh, he went to Yale University. Um, and he also um, he also worked and studied in German laboratories. It's really strange how much Germany um, has impact on our sciences, NASA, on our on everything, you guys, on everything. Because John D. Rockefeller owned uh, Standard Oil, and Standard Oil has its own history of propping up Adolf Hitler and uh, and paying for so much that happened in World War II. All these people work together, and I really do hope people finally get that, um, understand what a close knit group this actually is. Um, so the German institutions are what influenced. Uh, the design for the Institute of History of Medicine at Johns Hopkins, which was established in 1929 um, after after establishing the Johns Hopkins School of Hygiene and Public Health in 1916. And many of the residents that worked for him, um, oh, you'll recognize the name, Walter Reed, ring a bell? Walter Reed Medical Center? Um and uh, and also the, the founder, uh, founding director of the Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research, Simon Flexner, and several others. Um, also, the same guy was also the president of the American Medical Association, the American uh, the Association of American Physicians. Um, he also served in medical corps during World War One played a major role in the response to the 1918 influenza pandemic. You all remember that, right? The influenza pandemic they keep lying about. And um, early on, about 10 years after 1918 flu, they said 10 million people died. That's not even true, actually. Then they said uh, 40 million people died. Then it got up to 50 to 100 million people died. And all these years later, people believe that 100 to, uh, 50 to 100 million people died, you guys, because they keep repeating the lie. They say it often enough, and then everybody incorporates it into articles and so forth. He was part of that. The response played a major role in the 1918 influenza pandemic that started with a vaccine, a vaccination. Also head of the American Medical Association, also head of the Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research, also the head of Johns Hopkins. And this is where it all, this is, this is where it started beginning. Uh, William W. Welch um, and the Welch-Rose Report that started it all with public health and where we land today. They used the hookworm thing just to create sort of a situation in which they would have to lead out. Um. And, uh, and it's kind of interesting, isn't it? The term hygiene was used to indicate the scientific basis of public health as taught in the German Institutes of Hygiene, rather than the British term of public health. So hygiene was German, public health was British, and they didn't, they, which actually kind of suggested that there was more focus on administration with public health, but they didn't want that at the time. They wanted to focus on, on hygiene a little bit more. 
um, because they uh, they didn't want the, the, the British terminology to lead out. And but then they segued into it pretty quickly, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and uh, and so this is where the Rockefeller Foundation um, went in to create uh, the, well, the creation of public health schools around the world, 1920s to the 30s, to extend the American model of the Hopkins School in many developing countries. In fact, uh, they went right into Yugoslavia and uh, 1927 under the leadership of Stampar. And he uh, actually, for the public health, you know, the entire population would have to enjoy the benefits of hygienic culture. Yeah. And so uh, what he did was uh, he had he created what was called the Peasants University, and it consisted of specifically designing health seminars for rural villagers to teach them how to get more hygienic and uh, create health stations in rural areas. Then, in, uh, right before that, in 1924, John B. Grant took the Rockefeller Foundation and the Department of Public Health and Preventative Medicine into China and formed the Peking Union Medical College. And, uh, and then, of course, he was pretty aware that China neither had a system of public health administration um, and the Chinese police were responsible for sanitation and hygiene. And they followed this Japanese uh, practice, which was in turn modeled on an older German system of medical police. And Western medicine, uh, scientific medicine, was just beginning to make its way into Chinese society. We have uh, been there ever since. And when I say that, you're going to find out in today's show how much we're over there and how much they're into the creation of COVID-19 vaccine. The creation, the manufacturing, you name it. So partnered up. Once we brought this there, um, it, it, it has, it's been a downhill slide ever since. And uh, they created the International Health Board of the Rockefeller Foundation. There's so much to this. And the reason I, I brought this up, too, is because uh, um, Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> Dr. Rhodes, plays a big part in my, in my last hour of the show as well with creating what, what we now know as chemotherapy, very big part of Johns Hopkins. And this is why I wanted to focus on this a little bit today, because we've talked about John, Johns Hopkins before. I've said th- there's so many issues and problems um, with Johns Hopkins. And, of course, you know, when they showed up in October um, with their little Event 201 and, and sponsored the entire thing, and it was a pandemic exercise, what, we'll do, what we will do in a pandemic exercise, and it was all sponsored by Johns Hopkins, and so many um, quotes and articles and so forth are coming out of Johns Hopkins. Um, you have to know that... that um, their designs, who they have partnered with, what they're about is so sickening to me. It is so sickening to me. So many people, John McCain, right? Remember John McCain on the board at Johns Hopkins? So many political figures, so many people um, part of this. And when you think about the collusion between John D. Rockefeller, Standard Oil, Rockefeller Foundation, Johns Hopkins, all of these, even Skull and Bones, when you start to think about all the collusion um, for decades upon decades upon decades, 
it's hard to it's hard to take. It's hard to take because you start realizing how many how many of them are are at the helm. The Bill and, and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, Johns Hopkins sponsored that event 201 with them. They are so deeply embedded into what's going on right now. In the next hour, I'm gonna I'm gonna deeply get into um, some stuff with uh, what's going on with the vaccine. I'll play a little bit of, of Dell Big Tree too. It's pretty diabolical. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go ahead, real quick. I I Hi. think most important, the uh, elephant in the room with John Hopkins right now is they're counting all the votes. They are the only one mm-hmm. telling us how many people are dying from this thing. Yes. Uh, and we don't. Uh, there's nobody else monitoring them. There, uh, we don't know what the states are sending them. We don't know if they're uh, altering mm-hmm. the votes. It all. They are the vote counters. Yes. So it, it could be five percent, two percent of the death toll from this. Yes. Yeah. Johns Hopkins and, came out yesterday and said Wednesday we had almost fifteen hundred deaths from COVID. And when you went to the WHO site, they said six hundred and eighty. Yeah. There, there's a huge the, amount of discrepancy. And what's the term that the media and the politicians keep using? Confirmed votes. And yet many times states have taken back. Uh, Pennsylvania took back 3,200 and said, oh, no, they were, they were wrongly counted. How can, they, uh, how can they be confirmed when they keep taking back the count? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. I also wanted to mention this. Um, people don't know this, but in the 40s, in the 1940s, 750 victims filed a $1 billion lawsuit against the Rockefeller Foundation, Johns Hopkins Hospital, the university, Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, Bloomberg School of Public Health. Yeah, that Bloomberg family. Anyway, Johns Hopkins Health Center Corporation alleging that they were the driving force between all the human experimentation that went on in the 1940s in in which vulnerable populations of Guatemalans were intentionally exposed to syphilis, gonorrhea, venereal diseases without informed consent, and the experiments targeted school children, orphans, psychiatric hospital patients, prison inmates, um, and the military. And uh, yeah, and key Rockefeller and Johns Hopkins researchers involved in the Guatemalan experiments were also behind the now infamous. Tuskegee experiments in which 600 impoverished African-American sharecroppers were never informed they had syphilis and given uh, uh, placebos rather than treatment. Also, uh, this happened with Puerto Rico as well, and I'll get into that in my final hour. But um, there have been so many people involved in just the organizations I just mentioned that have been murdered, that have been experimented on. And if you get into the 50s and 60s and you look at uh, all the drug experimentation uh, that came out of those years in particular, do you think that was by chance? Because it wasn't. There was a lot of experimentation going on and psychological experimentation, which I could do a whole five hours on, actually, um, on the show on all on these these institutions being in charge of MK Ultra, all of the things that 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 you've probably heard of this year, see, or, or really kind of started delving into, if you're if you're kind of new, <laughs> figuring all this out, all of the um, the um, psychological experiments and so forth. And so, I just wanted to say that these same people are consistently involved in really heinous abuse of us. I've done shows on the polio vaccine and how half of the polio vaccines, 96 million of them were infected. They went out and to the general public. And lo and behold, 10 years later, we got the war on cancer. 
Um, we got the war on cancer in 1970 because of the fact that we had four soft cell cancers that were soft tissue cancers. I'm sorry that were that were just wreaking havoc on the public, and they felt like those monkey kidney cells that they um, that were infected got into those vaccines. They knew it. They admitted it on the CDC website in 2007, and uh, lo and behold, uh, 15 years later, you know, we had that war on cancer, and it's never stopped. So. Are there problems with vaccines all through history and the experimentation of all of these things? And somebody could say, well, gosh, look at what's come of it. You know what? I think we could pretty much shoot that all to hell today when we talk about what they're actually doing with all these vaccines and why the vaccine is so important to them. And I want to share with you um, how long they've been working on this, too, on the COVID-19. Because it's kind of, it's upsetting. It's, It's just... It's sick. It's sick. I'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. of nature it's be entertaining the kate Daly show starts now coronavirus are incredibly common a large percentage of the world human population will have covid dna in them small quantities even if they are perfectly well or sick with some other pathogen i'm going to speculate as to why all of the media and our political leaders are whipping up hysteria over this idea of global pandemic. Our central banks and our governments have created a financial crisis by using unbacked debt-based fiat currency, unlimited government borrowing, and impossibly escalating levels of taxation to service all the debt. We are very near now the end of our monetary cycle where debt can no longer be sustained. Currencies everywhere are being overprinted and nearing collapse. In this process, many people worldwide will suffer losses, poverty, disruption, and sacrifice. Most people are not aware that this disaster was predictable and inevitable. Bankers and elite officials do know what is coming. And they know that people will see that they are to blame for this disaster unless they can come up with a scapegoat. Scapegoats come in the form of things like terrorism, global warming, and global viral pandemics. Manufacturing or exploiting some global threat not only allows blame for the economic disaster to be diverted from central banks and government officials, but also gives an excuse to impose authoritarian public policies so that riots and civil unrest can be harshly dealt with by state-sponsored violence. We are being suckered to accept a huge new set of restrictions on our lifestyles and personal liberties, so we will be powerless against official policy. Hi there. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show, an important show today. And it's actually a three-parter, so make sure to get the rest of the show today because you'll want to hear all three parts because they all kind of go together. Um, 
on podcast. You can go to katedalyradio.com. Uh, the site may have crashed a little today <laughs> with people going on, um, but uh, you can get this on podcast. And so I just wanted to make sure you realize that uh, you can go to katedalyradio.com and get the recording of today's live show. I have a lot of places to go in this hour and next. And so let's get let's get rolling, shall we? I don't want to waste any time. Um, I'll, I'm going to start out the show today with uh, with Dell Bigtree um, discussing what it is about this uh, COVID-19 vaccine that's on its way. I have a lot of information on this today. I'm not going to take any calls today. So don't call in live. I'm, I'm not going to take any calls. There's too much to do. <laughs> There's too much to talk about. And I thought that Dell Bigtree did such a fantastic job in in saying exactly what is going to happen. I'm actually going to go in reverse today. I'm going to actually start out with this clip, and then I'm going to explain what they're doing and how long this vaccine has been in the works because it's going to let you know that carefully laid plans for a very long time have been in the works to bring you what's going on today, that this was no mystery illness that hit in February and January. So um, with further ado, let's go over to, let's get to uh, Dell Bigtree's clip uh, on this. And this is powerful. Listen up. Here you go. Saying he wants a forced vaccination program Bill Gates. for all 7.5 so billion people in the world. I believe that this pandemic has been blown out of proportion in order to force the entire adult population into a mandated vaccine program, just like our children are at. In fact, I've been predicting that for the last three years on every stage I speak on. This is has been a goal by the WHO for many years, and now we're seeing it. I believe this pandemic is being used to create such difficulty in our lives. We can't go to work. We're losing our money. We have to wear a mask. We got to stay six feet apart. We can't kiss. We can't hug. Also, they make us so miserable. So when they rush this vaccine out, we go, fine, I'll take it if that's what it's going to take to get our lives back to normal. But know this, it won't just be that vaccine. The moment you allow the government to say you have to take it, you just bought into the vaccine program for every adult. And guess what? You didn't get the 54 vaccines your children are getting. Now you have to catch up on 54 vaccines. Guess what? 270 vaccines are already approved and in the pipeline you've never heard of. And thousands of vaccines are on tr- in trials right now as we speak because the future of the industry is a product that doesn't test for safety, as I told you, has no liability and can be forced on you by government mandates. It's the greatest product pharma's ever had, and it happens to be your future if you don't stand up for your rights. If you read every headline, it's telling us, Patrick, there's two words in a sentence that I think make it the most dangerous sentence known to man. Every time you read, they are rushing the science. That is what we read in every headline talking about COVID-19. I'm not exaggerating it. We are rushing science. Now let's talk about this vaccine. It is not a brand new vaccine. It is not another version of a measles vaccine. They've been attempting a coronavirus vaccine since for the last at least 20 years. Very specifically since we had SARS, which was a coronavirus back in the early 2000s, multiple drug companies have been attempting to make a coronavirus vaccine. Here's what's amazing and I discovered in our research. Every single animal trial by all of those different drug companies and different approaches to a coronavirus vaccine had the same result. In every one of the trials, they used ferrets. It's a popular animal. I think it has a similar immune system to human beings. They gave them their trial COVID or coronavirus vaccine and the animals seemed to be doing just fine. They would have said it's safe. Look, the animal's fine, vaccine didn't hurt them. 
They even checked their blood and they were having robust antibody production, meaning it looks like it really works. And they're probably all jumping up and down in their laboratories. But here's what happens. In an animal trial, you're allowed to go one step further than you're ethically allowed to in a human trial. That's called a challenge study, where they actually put the animal in contact with the virus. Can't do this with human beings. But they put the ferrets in contact with coronavirus, and every single one of the trials had the same problem. Instead of the antibodies protecting the animal from the coronavirus, the antibodies actually helped the virus attack their own immune system, and it overreacted. They had serious upper respiratory conditions, organ failure, what's called a cytokine storm, meaning the immune system sent their body into inflammation and brain all over. Many of the animals died. It was so catastrophic that in these trials, you'll see at the end a caution that says, we should be very careful moving forward with human trials. Well, now we have just skipped all of the animal trials and we're going into these small human trials that will never have the challenge study part of this. So what I'm saying is we are rushing a vaccine that was deadly in the animal trials. And when you think about the money, right, you think about money, you and I both know, where there's billions of dollars to be made, you will find people willing to uh, skip some steps uh, if it means winning the race. And I call this the amazing race. Bill Gates and most of the people in the world are saying this vaccine will be given to all 7.5 billion people. If this vaccine is a cheap vaccine at $100, that means this product will make $750 billion to the winner of this vaccine race right now. There are 100 companies in this race. I assure you, if they have a couple of missteps or a few problems, and they think, well, we can try and overcome them once the product is out. No one wants to give up that cash prize. And so I think we are watching potentially some of the worst science we may ever see. And now imagine if Bill Gates gets his wish. If the WHO manages to force vaccinate the planet, we all have to get this in order to get onto an airplane or to be allowed back into our job or to have the tracking app that's on our phone say, he's allowed to go to the gym. I have to have had that vaccine. If that happens, and they didn't overcome this problem, which they're describing. It's called antibody immune enhancement. You've had Tony Fauci allude to this. You've heard him say, there's a potential this vaccine could make people more sick. Or Dr. Peter Hotez, who is actually a scientist that's attempted to make a coronavirus vaccine, he met with the Congress and said, we have this problem of antibody immune enhancement. So imagine everybody gets this vaccine. Let's imagine it's all by good scientists that think they've overcome the problem but they don't know why it happens. They'll admit that to you. We don't know why this is happening. And they're looking at one strain of the virus. There's already 30 mutations, Patrick. What happens if we all get this vaccine and maybe it was fine with the virus that we came in contact with, but two years down the road, there's a mutation to the coronavirus. Just like there's been 30, maybe there's 70. Maybe the 71st mutation triggers this problem where it sends our immune system and instead of protecting us, it attacks us. And now the death rate of COVID is not 0.26%. What if it's 5%? What if it's 10%? What if it's 80% of people start dying because the vaccine is causing them to get more sick instead of protecting them? Here's what I know. We have never seen a virus or a bacteria on this planet since the dawn of man that ever even came close to eradicating the species. But I believe rushing science and forcing everybody to use it. If we make a catastrophic error, there is no way to get that vaccine out of ourselves. 
and a mistake like that by people that I do think have a real God complex, that could be catastrophic for our species. I would just always caution, I better always have the right to choose what's injected into me. And I'll read the science myself and think, if I think that 0.26% death rate is really worthy of taking on the risk of a vaccine that killed the animals in the animal trial. Yeah, uh, it was great. It was a great clip and, and so appreciate Dell for all of his speaking out and all of his efforts. It's amazing. Um, so we have a little bit of a problem, don't we? We have a uh, vaccine that's being rushed out that uh, they started working on uh, years and years and years and years ago. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about who's involved when we come back. And uh, and I also have a clip from the um, they're not it's not considered military, but it sure kind of it looks like and sounds like military. Uh, but this would be the commissioned core of the U.S. Public Health Service. Um, and. They actually held a meeting about uh, 15 days ago, and I want to play an excerpt of them telling uh, the troops, so to speak, um, what they're going to be doing fairly shortly. Uh, And so I'll get into that, too. I want to talk about Sarah Gilbert. She's part of the uh, Gates clan. Although you won't find that information readily, it doesn't come out real readily, but uh, but it's there. And I want to talk about her, why she is one of the focuses. And then I also want to talk about, um, well, like Dell said, he kind of wrapped it up. And that's why I wanted to start with that powerful clip is because he really nailed it when it came to all the components we should be looking at as far as how far this will go and what they're willing to do to try to make everybody have this vaccine. We only have about 17,000 people in the entire country right now that are even considered serious with COVID, and that's with the false positive at 50% and also the, um, the, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous that we're doing all of this for that. But they picked a coronavirus, and it was the only way that they could scam us into this, to tell you the truth. And that's why I played that Jerry Day um, uh, clip at the very, very beginning, because he alludes to the fact that, hey, they had to use a coronavirus in order to get this done. They've never had a vaccine for a coronavirus in the history of ever. And it usually takes at least five years to get one. Well, I'll be right back. I'll explain. I'll explain more when I come back. And you're not going to believe who's supporting who's supporting these groups and the fight for this vaccine. Be right back. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. Hi, my name is Carly and I work with Balance of Nature. We are currently hiring for many positions. You've heard about Balance of Nature's fruits and veggies on the radio and all the success it brings to our customers and people all over the world. We are an international company focusing on cells throughout the U.S. Many of you might not know that our headquarters and manufacturing are located right here in southern Utah, and we are looking to hire in various positions within our company. There are many opportunities for career-minded individuals as Balance of Nature continues to grow. We have a strong starting pay and additional benefits, such as free product, a healthy lunch prepared daily, and Balance of Nature even provides a free health coach, a free workout trainer, and workout facility to help you stay in shape. 
For more information or to apply, visit our website at www.balanceofnature.com. Hi, this is Bailey, the manager at Absolute Comfort Spa and Pool. It's going to be a hot, hot summer here in St. George, and we want you to soak up the summer, cool off, relax, and refresh. And here's how we're going to do it. We're celebrating because we just heard for the second year in a row, Absolute Comfort has won Best of Southern Utah. And we're so excited, we're giving you a huge deal on all spas and swim spas, up to $1,000 off. Plus, you'll get all the accessories for free. Thank you so much, St. George, for voting us Best of Southern Utah two years running. Visit AbsoluteComfortUtah.com. See store for details. Tired of cooking for yourself or eating fast food? Catering Concepts is open and ready for curbside pickup. We have amazing homemade meals that are available for you and your family. The freshest quality ingredients prepared for you. Pick up hot and ready or take and bake. Always fresh, never frozen. Call us today for menus or more information. 435-574-0059. 24-hour notice for all orders is appreciated. Visit our website at cateringconcepts.com. Catering Concepts, when it just has to be perfect. 435-574-0059. At Lionsgate Recovery, we get told all the time clients had no idea they were able to get into such a nice treatment center. Much of the public doesn't understand how many resources are out there for substance abuse treatment and how affordable it can be. If you or a loved one are struggling, please call us and we will show you just how easy it is to get help, even if it's not with us, because we are people in recovery, helping people find recovery. Hi, this is Dr. William Plum from Plum Dental. I want to take this moment to thank you for voting Plum Dental the best in Southern Utah for the second year in a row. At Plum Dental, we want you to be healthy. We want you to feel and look your best. We use the best materials and the latest technologies to safely and comfortably help you get there. If you're new in the area or are looking for a new dental home for your family, come check us out at PlumDental.com and schedule your appointment today. Integrated Medical Services is the office of Dr. Danny Warwood and Deborah Valentine. Integrated Medical Services has telemed. They're open for face-to-face visits and accepting new patients. Call 435-673-9653 or go to integratedmedicalservices.org. Join Lyle Boss, president of Boss Financial, for Safe Money Radio at 5 p.m. every Friday and 9 a.m. every Saturday right here on KZNU. Or call Lyle Boss now for your complimentary Safe Money book at 855-355-7. Join us every Sunday morning at 6.30 and Sunday evening at 6 for the International Psalms of Hope radio show with Samantha Landy. Samantha is a gifted teacher of the Word, committed to sharing wisdom and insight to God and applying Christian success principles for everyday life. That's the International Psalms of Hope radio show, Sunday mornings at 6.30 and Sunday evenings at 6, right here on St. George News Radio, 1450 a.m., and 93.1 FM, KZNU. Hey, this is Steve with Garage Doors Only. Did you know that each year over 10,000 people are hurt or injured attempting to repair their own garage door? At Garage Doors Only, our team of professionals can safely repair or replace your garage door or motor. Our business is family-owned and operated, and we service all of southern Utah and the Mesquite area. Don't be a statistic. Call the professionals at Garage Doors Only, 435-868-1200. 
Heidi Berlin. This is Faith Davis. And we are The Flooring Studio. We would like to thank the community for voting us the best flooring store in Southern Utah. It is our passion to create the perfect living environment on any budget. At The Flooring Studio, we use quality materials and impeccable craftsmanship with constant communication throughout the remodel process. Now through the end of the month, we offer you a $500 credit towards your next project with The Flooring Studio. You can call or text us at 435-767-8564. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. There's something wrong with the world today. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with our eyes. We're seeing things in a different way. God knows it ain't his. Sure ain't no surprise. Yeah, we're living on the welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Can't say it better than that song. Uh, welcome back. In fact, a huge show today because I, I have a lot of information to uh, to go through. Go to katedalyradio.com for the podcast later on, and uh, you'll be able to get those and share them. Let's do it. And also the new YouTube channel, The Kate Daly Show. Um, so a couple of things. Um, we started out the show talking about monetary and we have two things going on. We have monetary, uh, monetary issues going into digital currency and the sham COVID put out so that, so that we're all discussing that and not, not talking about the financial aspect. And then we have the vaccine. These are the two things that uh, they want to pull off as everybody is arguing over masks. They want us to, um, to fall in line with the vaccine and then not notice the financial hot mess that we're in as they try to do away with cash. There is no coin shortage. It's trying to do away with cash by limiting cash. Um, So two things going on. Now I want to play the public health officers meeting that they had. And I want you to listen very, very closely to this two minute clip to hear what they had to say as they're telling people 15 days ago what they're going to be doing and the longer deployments that they're going to have. Hat tip, Natalie. Thank you. Anyway, here we go. Going in and focusing on the basics of infection control because right now the only good thing about this current surge is we've mostly kept it out of nursing homes um, and we've really got to work very hard on that. Secondly, I want you all to be creative and I want, I want you to tell us what your missions can be. We know that a major push is going to be vaccination. When we do have the vaccine and I, you know, we are as confident as anyone can be, but I'm not talking about sticking a needle in people's arms. I'm talking about making sure that people are appropriately informed about vaccines, that we don't have anti-vaxxers, that underserved communities that may have been in the past taken advantage of or inappropriately experimented on know that this is a new day, that they need to feel comfortable and positive and confident that the American people uh, and the American government are working in their best interest. These are all public health messages. We are the most diverse service uh, within the United States. We're now, I would say, as trusted as anyone else on the planet. So I'm going to hopefully rely on all of us to deliver those messages. As a public health service, we've typically not had long deployments. But as the mission and the requirements have changed, we have to change as a service and as officers. So what I ask you to do is prepare, expect the unexpected, and prepare your families and your community for you being absent for an extended period of time. Thank you. And, and I want to emphasize the period at the end of this sentence 
will be when we have a vaccine to most Americans. But we can do a whole lot more to bring this down under control. Again, I want people to prepare for a high op tempo, but if we get our messages right and people do the things that the Surgeon General said, those three W's, we are gonna bring that down and hopefully this, could, this can get back into a, of a, of a more reasonable kind of schedule. But I want everyone to understand we can't promise that. Wow. Only 1.6% of our entire country has tested positive for COVID-19. Only 1.6%. That's all the test positives we have. 5 million out of uh, 331 million, million people. Only 17,000 people have, um, are even considered serious with this. And this conference was all about the fact that you're going to have a longer deployment and we're going to send out propaganda messages. And because the public trusts us because we're public health and we're going to make sure and uh, get them that vaccine. And Dell Bigtree was not wrong. That vaccine uh, is wrought with problems. It's being rushed for a reason. And it has um, it has so many issues. I, I to put that monstrosity into your body. I don't know who who would do that. So here, let, let's start out with the lie. This was the lie. Um, this was from The Lancet, which is a very prestigious publication for medicine, right? And it said this. It was the news. For, this was April 18th. It was the news from Wuhan, China in the first days of 2020 that made Sarah Gilbert sit up and think. As professor of vaccinology at the University of Oxford in the UK and a leading scientist at the university's Jenner Institute, her research team wasted no time in getting involved. So they made it sound like it was disease X, and they also made it sound like they just wanted to get involved the second they heard about it in January, which was a complete and total lie. In fact, uh, in fact, the Jenner Institute, I think, came about in 2016, and it's actually Sarah Sky Gilbert that they're talking about, and she's listed on other documents as Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Global Development Division, and also the, va- the, the Global Vaccine Delivery Team. They put her into power, and I say that because she does not have a very long career of doing much right. In fact, she worked on Ebola, and she worked on a couple of things, but she hasn't really had this long career of doing things that were that were wonderful. She's just their little android that will do what they say. So they put her into power and gave her a team, quote-unquote, uh, to work with her on this. And they're trying to, uh, trying to push this. They said that they would be pushing this um, even if it was only 50% effective, and, and if, if it didn't even affect 99% of the people. So she's working in the UK, right? And in the UK, they didn't even have, um, they did not even have uh, uh, 20 some odd people that even tested positive for COVID by the almost end of March. Where in the world did they get the people or did they get the situation that they needed to move on this so, so early, right? And so this basically talks about the fact that they got rolling on this January 20th, okay, before it even started hitting, right? January 20th. And she works with Professor Professor Adrian Hill, Sandy Douglas, Teresa Lamb. Teresa Lamb is also on the patent for this. Um, And so Jenner Institute... Uh, courtesy of Oxford Vaccine Centers, uh, got this. Bill Gates is tightly, tightly, not even wound with this group, I would say probably owns this group. Um, But this is the group, and there's several different groups vying for this vaccine right now. And when I say several, I mean many, Uh, many, many groups trying to get 
their vaccine ahead of everybody else, but they're all kind of working with the same type of new vaccine. And that's very important to know. Del Bigtree talked about this, and this is an RNA vaccine. It's a completely different type of vaccine. And uh, the patents for this particular vaccine started in 2009. They had their sights on this long before because human trials started before we were even really all locked down. Before we were even locked down with the so-called mystery disease from China, as they kept calling it, we were actually... um, Uh, They were actually already to the stage of doing human trials and skipping over any uh, or all of the animal trials, which is generally not allowed. There has never been a coronavirus vaccine ever. They've been working on this for a very long time. Gates has been working on this for over a decade as part of this this team. So there's a different name for the vaccine by Jenner um, because they'll tell you the name of it and then they'll say formally known as. So you have to do a little digging, uh, but it's AZD1222 vaccine that was developed by Oxford University's Jenner Institute in which Sarah Gilbert works and the Oxford Vaccine Group. Um, and so China um, has been commissioned to make this, right? Okay. So um, Shetsen uh, Kangtai Biological Products announced it's going to produce AstraZeneca's potential COVID-19 vaccine in mainland China. And this, uh, this, they have the actual cap- uh, capability of doing 200 million vaccine doses. They're also partnering, partnering with a company um, in India as well. And they are one of the biggest producers of this, um, of, of any vaccine, of vaccines in general. So if human trials started during the initial lockdown, what about animal trials? I mean, wasn't it a mystery, right? Um, Well, um, uh, in fact, they didn't even have their first death. And that was a woman that didn't even have COVID. She was in her 70s in the UK. And that wasn't even until March 5th. So, boy, did they get a jump on this. Um, When I, I remember listening to the radio on a trip of mine and Scripps was on NPR, Scripps research down in San Diego, and they said it would take at least a year to even do the animal studies if they were going to work on anything that resulted in any kind of vaccine. Well, um, they were asked on this, has the vaccine been tested on animals? Well, they said that their collaborators at Rocky Mountain Laboratories, this is Sarah Gilbert and her group from Oxford and Bill Gates, have conducted a rapid yet thorough investigation and demonstrated good safety and efficacy of a single dose of CHADOX1 NCOV19, which is the same thing as the AZ number I just gave you, the 1222. Um, and they said uh, that uh, the vaccinations in the clinical trial were initiated and that there were also animal studies underway in Australia and the UK and that the results would be published once they were complete, but they were already starting on humans. So, um, and few humans at that. So the fact that we don't even have a, uh, a vaccine for SARS, okay, They've been trying and trying and trying. They never could get one for SARS. There was never really a, a huge push for this by the people, obviously. That PCR test, had you taken it back in 2003, 2004, they would have said you had SARS. Today, it's you have COVID. See, the PCR test is very, very, very general. And because um, these kinds of coronaviruses mutate, there's no way that they, they just never could come up with a, um, 
with a vaccine for it. There's no proven vaccine against MERS. Um, none of these things, right? And so the WHO and CEPI and the Gates Foundation committed money and organizational resources for this long before um, we heard of the mystery illness. The vaccinations require custom formulation, special packaging, transportation, storage in all 200 countries with infected citizens, they say. And the WHO announced that 165 countries representing 60% of the population had agreed to the HWO COVAX plan for fair and equitable, of course, because you know how sustainable they all are, distribution of an eventual licensed vaccine. The um, Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovation, CEPI, is working with international health authorities and vaccine developers to create another $8 billion fund in a global partnership um, uh, to work on this. And in China, the government's providing low-rate loans to vaccine developers through its central bank to hurry up and get these RNA vaccines out. The uh, vaccine development initiatives came out of the University of Oxford and the Imperial College of London. They were financed with $44 million in April in London. Do you remember the Imperial College of London? Yes, because that gave us Neil Ferguson. Neil Ferguson was the one that came out with all of those projections that the entire world listened to and locked everybody down. The entire world locked down because of Neil Ferguson, which those far out, you know, projections of death, millions and gazillions of people dying, of course, never happened. They knew that they were flawed models from 13 years ago, and it finally came out that it was completely flawed. What's in the vaccine? Well, a lot of genetic material that they won't tell you uh, what's in the genetic material, but it is a, listen to this, from the patent itself, weakened version of a common cold virus that causes infections in chimpanzees that has been genetically changed so that it's impossible for it to grow in humans, they say. Genetic material has been added to this vaccine used to make protein proteins for the COVID-19 virus. And uh, I'll come right back with the rest. Yeah, and at a completely different delivery service, just like Del Bigtree said, could it react and, and actually attack your system to the point of, like, over-exaggerated um, uh, inflammation? Anyway, be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction? Well, I have great news. There is finally a treatment for ED that does not require medication, injections, or surgery. Our advanced form of wave therapy is clinically shown to regrow blood vessels and restore spontaneity in the bedroom. We can do so quickly, affordably, and with zero side effects. Hi, my name is Rich, and I'm an actual patient. I struggled with ED for years. I started treatments recently, and not only am I astonished, but my significant other is thrilled with the results. Thank you for giving me my life back. If you're struggling with ED and sick of the pills, call in the next two minutes and we'll give you the medical assessment and blood flow ultrasound totally free. Additionally, come in and take our treatments and we'll give you a special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. That's a $300 value, free, but you must call now. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Call Wasatch Medical right now to claim that offer. 435-922-7000. If you're looking to replace missing teeth or fix problematic dentures with dental 
implants, then you deserve the safest, most predictable outcome available today. Nubia's Safe Smile Method provides you with exactly that. Did you know some dental clinics rush to get your final smile before the implants are fully integrated? At Nubia, all our implants undergo true integration tests to know when it's safe to connect your final set of teeth so they can last a lifetime. Visit NubiaSmiles.com to learn more or to schedule your free consultation. Nubia, the safer way to a new smile. The Subaru A Lot to Love event. Going on now at Finley Subaru. Get 0% APR financing for 63 months on select new 2020 models like Forester, Outback, Impreza, and Legacy. A lot to love? What's not to love? According to Kelly Blue Book, Subaru is the most trusted brand six years running. And Subaru has the best resale value of all brands for 2020. Take advantage of great savings during the Subaru A Lot to Love event at Finley Subaru. On the saving side of the freeway. Because we believe in you. FinleySubaru.com. Offer expires 831-2020 financing. Hi, this is Bailey, the manager at Absolute Comfort Spawn Pool. It's going to be a hot, hot summer here in St. George, and we want you to soak up the summer, cool off, relax, and refresh. And here's how we're going to do it. We're celebrating because we just heard for the second year in a row, Absolute Comfort has won Best of Southern Utah. And we're so excited, we're giving you a huge deal on all spas and swim spas, up to $1,000 off. Plus, you'll get all the accessories for free. Thank you so much, St. George, for voting us Best of Southern Utah two years running. Visit Absolute Comfort Utah.com. See store for details. How you been sleeping? Good, I hope. If you'd like to sleep better, I can get you there. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. Whether you want to refresh or upgrade your mattress, the sleep consultants at Best Mattress can match you with the right mattress for the way you sleep. We have safety-first home or curbside delivery of the brands you know and trust. Serta, Beautyrest, Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, and Stearns and & Foster. Easy financing, too. Best Mattress, home of the 120-day Sleep Easy Guarantee. Let's check in with Katie from Nielsen RV. What you been up to? Hey, Chris. You know, I'm just out here writing checks and buying RVs. So if someone has an RV they need to get rid of, what do they do? If people aren't using their RV as much as they thought they would or they need a little extra cash, just bring it by Nielsen RV and you can walk away with a check or you can consign it with us. Wow, that's pretty easy. Um, Yeah, it really is that easy. Nielsen RV off the Bluff Street exit underneath the giant American flag or NielsenRV.com. If you're looking for the best of Southern Utah, log on to bestofsouthernutah.com. Best of Southern Utah. Bookmark bestofsouthernutah.com and use it all year to find the best businesses in Southern Utah. The best in retail stores, restaurants, healthcare, fun things to do, and fun places to go. Best of Southern Utah. It's the best of Southern Utah. Brought to you by House of Hearing. Best of Southern Utah. See the complete list of winners at bestofsouthernutah.com. Best of Southern Utah. Experience, quality, and attention to detail make a difference. Most jobs or tasks can be completed with speed. Or for some, finished means a job well done. Just because it's well done. But there is a difference when something is done right. At Proforma Landscape, we believe in that difference. A difference you'll notice. A difference you'll appreciate. So when you come home, you'll notice it looks like someone did the job with care. And yes, attention to detail. You might be listening to this right now and saying, it's just yard care, landscaping, or maintenance. But for us, it's more. It's making sure you don't have to think about keeping your yard, business landscaping, or HOA looking perfect. Or worrying about fixing leaking pipes, sprinklers, or seasonal tree trimming. That's our job. At Proforma, there is a difference. Hire us, and you'll see. We handle HOAs, commercial, residential, and new construction. Let us maintain your landscape, and you'll see the Proforma difference. Go to ProFormaLandscape.com for a free quote. 
Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Cape Daly Show. Something wrong with the world today. The light bulb's getting dim. There's meltdown in the sky. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. So glad to be with you today. Important uh, information. Hopefully I'm not going through it too quickly. Um, but we have a, a, a huge problem on our hands with this vaccine coming. And the only thing that's going to stop this is the American people and the people around the world that say no, that do not let these people run their lives. Uh, make sure you get over to Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature has a great food supplement. I highly recommend this one. I did my homework. Uh, you know me. I did my homework. And I, I'm telling you, Balance of Nature was the best food supplement uh, ever I've ever seen. So it has a wonderful drink with it. 31 fruits and vegetables a day. Put in the code Kate, K-A-T-E, and you can get uh, free shipping and 35% off. What are you waiting for? And I would get some ahead and have some in your, in your, pa- in your food pantry. I'm telling you, you better get prepared for what's coming. Um, we're going to have a fight on our hands. And there's going to be a lot of situations in which our lives are controlled by not getting this sick vaccine that they want to give us. Um, make us uh, take. So in their controlled study for the Jenner Institute, in which Bill Gates propped up his uh, his star student, um, Sarah Gilbert, uh, you'll be hearing a lot about, um, well, uh, and which is part of AstraZeneca as well, um, in rolling out this vaccine, um, they actually are using the meningitis vaccine as a control study group uh, on this vaccine. Uh, it's really, really strange. Um What is an RNA vaccine? Well, you're injecting your body with RNA uh, that your own cells manufacture, and it's bits of coronavirus uh, protein spikes that your immune system can then learn to attack. They've never had this in in this before. They've never had this vaccine. The patent um, goes back to 2008. 2008. Um, uh, Vaxitech... How do you say it? Vaxitech is a spinoff from the Jenner Institute, um, Bill Gates and, and company. Vaxitech is Sarah Gilbert. Vaxitech put somebody in in August of last year, just a year ago, as their new chief executive officer. And this guy um, called named Bill Enright um, was uh, the John Hop- Johns Hopkins University guy. Makes sense now, doesn't it? Johns Hopkins started with the Rockefeller Foundation in 1913 and um, all, all under the guise of, of dividing what was medicine into now and public health and making public health more about the prevention where the doctors would not have that in their purview and their purview would be curing things. And they wanted this distinct profession to take off in public health so that the public health could control could control that. And how did they do it? Through uh, the Rockefeller Foundation and Johns Hopkins. And they got together and have been joined at the hip ever since. This is why Johns Hopkins sponsored the Event 201 back in the fall with Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates, in doing a pandemic exercise that we are now a part of. I have a clip of Mike Pompeo saying we're part of a live exercise right now. He wasn't joking. It was a Freudian slip. He wasn't kidding. Trump was in the background saying you could have told us. Interesting clip. Anyway, who who is behind Vaxitech? The ones rolling this out under Jenner Institute? 
Guess who supports them and finances them? You ready for this? Google, Ventures, Sequoia Capital, Lion Trust Asset Management, Oxford Scientists in, uh, Sciences Innovation, and Gen Matrix. Also, Korea Investment Partners. That's who funds the company rolling out your, your vaccine. Google. Sequoia. Um, okay. So there's a multitude of people um, that run uh, the Jenner Institute. They all have kind of similar backgrounds. I could probably go into them, but why? Uh, you can probably guess. Uh, a lot of Johns Hopkins in there. Um, you also have a lot of conflicts of, of interest. SCG is a board member of Vaxitech, named as an inventor on the patent covering use of this CHAD OX1, which is the AD12222, um, and patent application covering the SARS vaccine. Teresa Lamb, who works with Sarah Gilbert, also named it as an inventor on the patent application covering uh, this as well. And... Um, uh, you also have a lot of problems in there with AstraZeneca. They're all on the same boards. They're all on the same. They're all on the same ticket. Um, okay, and uh, the uh, the the re-up of the patent under Jenner Institute came in 2016. And under the patent, it says, preferably the host cell is the animal cell, more preferably uh, um, a, a mammal. Preferred mammals include chickens, poultry, other poultry, cows, ships, goats, uh, sheep, goats, pigs, wild boar, buffalo, bison, horses, uh, deer, elephants, badgers, possums, cats, lions, monkeys, and humans. Yeah. Sounds like a really wonderful vaccine, doesn't it? Anyway, um, as, I, as I go on here... Um, so traditionally vaccines have been based and this is part of the patent i'm reading from the patent for you traditionally vaccines have been based on whole inactivated or accentuated pathogens however for many infectious diseases such as malaria this approach is impractical which is just meaning they just wanted to do it but couldn't and the focus of research has changed for the development of these vaccines expressing only the pathogen-derived antigens that induce immune correlates of protection. And it went on um, to talk about how they would like to instigate this new delivery system, even though uh, they don't have um, anything really to say that it actually works or um, will be successful. In fact, they entered, they actually interviewed Sarah Gilbert and she said that uh, she could only maybe hope that 80% of it's going to, um, that, that 80% of it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she even admits, yeah, they're spinning it out as quickly as they possibly can. In order to get to human trials, I mean, you have to go through a little bit just to even get there. And all of these people were already, um, they had to wait until January 20th to start vying for it publicly. But they were already in on this game and already fighting behind the scenes because there were already lawsuits about the RNA going through from Moderna. Now, Moderna is competing with AstraZeneca. Moderna is a smaller company. Um, and so if we get to Operation Warp Speed, which I, I don't know why Trump has has planted his feet behind this. Um, it's almost it's so horrific because I know he knows about vaccines. But Operation Warp Speed, uh, the project advisor, uh, Monsef, is the operating advisor. And then Gustav Perna uh, is the army general. And uh, the Warp Speed team said it's working with Moderna. 
uh, Johnson and Johnson, Merck, Pfizer, and AstraZeneca, as well as others. And I looked at the um, the House Committee. You know, when they when they were interviewing all these people, and boy, they made it sound so rosy. Um, all of their different advances on these things. But just know that even Moderna was uh, in uh, trying to trying to get a stake of this several years back in lawsuits for this RNA that they had planned to use. Um, also, um, the backgrounds of these individuals that are um, kind of at the head of this get kind of interesting, too, um, consulting with a lot of different vaccine groups and, and, and so forth. About, um, about 20 days ago, Moderna lost a patent case and their stock started to slip. See, they're all in this fight to get this RNA um, this brand new kind of uh, vaccine into our arms, and and it's it's pretty horrific. In fact, it says Stephanie Bancel of Moderna, uh, Moderna had raised 1.9 billion from deals it had made with big companies like Merck and AstraZeneca, right? Um, and valuations as high as five billion dollars, and they were trying to develop a new class of R of mRNA drugs that would turn the body into a drug factory by directing cells to produce therapeutic proteins. By creating these so-called mRNA drugs is highly complicated, and many scientists are skeptical of Moderna's uh, effort will ever work. This was clear back in 2017, you guys. And they said one of the problems for Moderna is delivering mRNA to the body's cells. In order to accomplish this, deep-pocketed Moderna has turned into a it turned to a tiny Vancouver company called Acutus, which sub-licensed a liquid nanoparticle delivery system to Moderna. Um, and Moderna appears to have used it in its first vaccines of this type. It was like Moderna came to be just in order to do this RNA. RNA one. And guess what? The R taxpayer dollars, over $400 million just went to them four days after it was announced um, that uh, their stock was slipping and they didn't hold the patent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, $472 million came from the, U, uh, the U.S. government's biomedical advanced research. And so... Um, so they're trying to get this uh, part of this patent so they can get part of the money that's coming from all of this from Arbutus Biopharma, which seems to have had the patent since 2008. Um, yeah. So the messenger RNA sequence, it's really scary, and I really do hope people will do more homework um, in looking into how different this is, and maybe that's probably why they're trying to rush it. The Bill and, Ga the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation teamed up with the Serum Institute of India to crank out 100 million coronaviruses um, at uh, three bucks a pop for the people, but that's not they're going to get a lot more through the uh, government's. And Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, are also going to back all these efforts. So AstraZeneca, I think, is 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 trying to obviously pull ahead of, of Moderna. They have a longer history. And, of course, there's more articles coming out citing that AstraZeneca should be able to do this. They, they're the ones that should be able to, uh, to, to go out strong with this. They've already got Brazil in their pocket. Brazil wants to uh, do business with them. And uh, all of these guys are rushing rushing in. Um, the U.S. company and its and its German rival BioNTech plan to use RNA um, as a messenger inside cells to produce an immune reaction, and the advance could upend vaccine development long after the pandemic, which means we'd have more of these. 
Moderna's mRNA twelve seventy three consists of a strand of mRNA that tells the body to produce a spike protein the coronavirus uses to latch onto human cells. The strand is like one side of a zipper. The teeth are a, are a sequence of chemical letters that cells read to produce the 1,273 amino acids that make up the spike protein. If the, va- if the vaccine works as intended, and by the way, they've already announced they don't know how it will be in humans. Because they bypassed mostly all the animal studies and the time. The body will start producing the protein soon after injection, they think prompting the immune system to react and build up protective antibodies against them. This is what they went and, and, and told the government that they're pretty sure. They're just pretty sure this is how it's going to work. And uh, the great advantages, they say, of the mRNA vaccine are speed and flexibility. No finicky live cells or hard-to-handle viruses are needed. And the basic chemistry is so straightforward. You're going to love this. Moderna's uh, vaccine uh, phase reached human trials on March 16th, just as all the states were going into lockdown, only 63 days after the company began developing it. That's actually a lie. They'd been developing it. Uh, They just made it sound like they had just started. Um, And so um, they hurried and partnered with Pfizer and uh, began a late stage trial already. Talk about speeding this up. It usually takes five years. The fastest that a vaccine has ever been developed was during Ebola. See, they got faster during Ebola. Remember when they tried to tell everybody millions were going to die? It still took five years. It still took five years. Bill Gates, do you guys remember this? Back in February 15th, warning 10 million deaths of corona so that he could get all this rolling. Um, yeah. Despite this, Professor Gilbert claims to be 80% confident that it's going to be effective in you humans out there. But is that level of, uh, of uncertainty okay with all of you? Boy, I sure hope not. It's pretty sick. There's so much about this that you need to know, and you have to go back into the Wayback Machine, which I'm going to do in the next hour, to look at how chemotherapy came about. It came about from mustard gas, you guys. Mustard gas made people lose their hair, and it, it, all kinds of health effects. Anyway, I want to talk about that because the history of vaccines since the 1900s in this country and the experimentation by Johns Hopkins, the lawsuits that have tried to go through against Rockefeller Foundation partnering with Johns Hopkins, very, very diabolical, and I'll go into that in the next hour. If you don't get the next hour uh, live on, on the radio, make sure you get it on podcast at katedallyradio.com today. But it's really, really important that we know what's going on with this vaccine. I would never inject this into my body ever. You couldn't pay me enough. I'd rather die. I'd rather die than go through what they're about to do to people. And uh, they're pretty excited about it. They're pretty excited about getting this into your bloodstream. There's a reason that they started uh, working on the RNA vaccine um, in 2008. There's a reason that they were waiting for the opportunity to rush this in to get it to you. There's a reason. All right, I'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. Truth can be scary. 
The Kate Daly Show starts now. I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We're here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health scare. Uh, yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. That is Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly Show. We're going to go over a lot of information in this hour uh, again. And uh, I just went through the COVID vaccine. Um, I thought Del Bigtree uh, did a fantastic job in in um, really communicating what the problems will be in the future with the mandating of seven uh, 7.8 billion people getting a vaccine um, that they're forced to get. I also played um, some clips from the public health officers Looks like military, sounds like military. They're, they were talking about being deployed and basically following along the propaganda messages and then making sure that people trusted them and, and how they need to be ready for longer deployments because the vaccine was going to roll out. And we are seeing schools now that say, I'm going to wait for the, the, the masks are, are in until we get the vaccine. So that people, like, like Del Bigtree said, Finally, they say, I've, I've had it with living like this. Give me the vaccine. And it's really sick because the vaccine's different. It's different than the other vaccines. This one is uh, something they've been working on since 2008. If you don't think that there's well-laid plans in this, you're crazy. They've been working on this since 2008. Moderna, one of the companies vying for the vaccine action against AstraZeneca, uh, they want a bigger piece of the pie than AstraZeneca. They're probably not going to get it. Um, AstraZeneca is going to lead out is a 2017 lawsuit that they were fighting over who gets the who gets the digs in the patent for RNA and and uh, um, by the time that finally got to court that was 2017 they had this ready to go they had this this ready to roll in fact they make it sound like it just came out on the on the, you know they just got rolling on it they just got out of bed and thought oh, we need a vaccine on January 20th and little Sarah Gilbert who works for uh, Bill Gates who who uh, they they propped up in this Jenner Institute that works with Oxford decided that they were going to just try to come up with something quick it had already been in the works it had already been they've already been working on it patents were already there you can go look at it Jenner Institute's patent um, on their version of this working with chimpanzees, but not really. They're not really doing animal studies. Started uh, 2016 with theirs. Um, so they've got they've had this in the works for quite a long time, and they wanted to use a coronavirus, which was the easiest way to use something that that is so generic. The symptoms are so generic that they could say we want to squelch this, you know, by using this vaccine. Look around you. Are people dying? Nope. Nope, they're not dying. So just to wrap that up, and I am going to be talking, I I did the first hour on on Johns Hopkins for a reason, and that was because Johns Hopkins and the Rockefeller Foundation have been lockstep in in, um, implementing public health 
Um, They took the doctors and they said, doctors, you're only going to worry about curing and public health now is going to take prevention. They split it. They split it. They wanted to make sure it was two different avenues. And that's really, really important to know going into this hour because they wanted them to lead out. So there's a book out called The Great Secret. And I'm going to tie cancer into this because this was this is something that a lot of people probably maybe haven't realized. I don't know. Um, about about cancer and vaccines going clear back through the 1900s that I want people to understand. Because the Johns Hopkins um, Institute, their hygiene institute, public health and hygiene, with the Rockefeller Foundation, started out trying to develop vaccines and treatments and and all of these more diabolical measures in which they murdered people, in which they um, um, did experimentation on people. And chemotherapy where did that come from mustard gas so let's talk about how that happened so there was a handful of scientists and um and this actually this book this new book that's coming out uh chronicles as i i would like to see it go more into depth on on the hideous johns hopkins um that everybody reveres in america and around the world um but uh well you know to the victors go the monuments right Art Thompson wrote that book, and that title just keeps coming back to me. To the to the uh, victors go the monuments. Johns Hopkins is certainly one of those. And the, the people I'm going to be talking about actually came out of Johns Hopkins. So I'm talking about World War II. Johns Hopkins and Rockefeller got into lockstep about 1913. So on December 2nd, 1943, there was a surprise raid on the German bombers, um, devastated a little seaport in Italy called Bari, right? I'm probably saying it wrong, but Barry, Bari. It was a crucial supply hub in the Allied campaign in Italy. And it was one of the worst naval disasters of World War II. And the raid was dubbed Little Pearl Harbor by the press. And uh, so for a lot of the immediate survivors, the worst was yet to come. They hadn't yet gotten the effects of what they were about to get. But over the next few days, sailors and civilians who survived the attack began to die of mysterious symptoms. And as panic spread, the American chemical warfare specialist, Lieutenant uh, Colonel Stuart Alexander, was dispatched to investigate um, and ended up with this crucial, um, I'm going to, we'll call it contribution, but anyway, to modern medicine. And it would be covered up for decades. And so The Great Secret actually uh, talks about this. This is a book by Jeanette Conant. Um, And... Anyway, it talks about the patients who survived the Bari bombing with only minor wounds begin to experience all these symptoms, eyes swollen shut, terrible blisters, sensation of burning so intense that it drove some to tear off their clothes and bandages in in an effort to get some relief. And officials were worried at the time that the Germans had used the raid as cover for a poison gas attack. Chemical biological warfare had been banned before this, in the 1925 uh, Geneva Protocol, and the United States and Britain had announced that if Germany violated the prohibition, the Allies would retaliate in kind. So they needed answers, and the the, the, the book goes to say uh, the U.S. Army ordered Alexander, a young physician from the Chemical Warfare Service, to identify the cause of the mysterious deaths um, and where it had come from. But while Alexander 
was kind of determining that the victims had been exposed to mustard gas, the source of a chemical agent, right? American Liberty, uh, the American Liberty ship laden with top secret cargo of 2,000 mustard bombs had been docked in the Bari Harbor in Italy. Not something that the Allies wanted revealed at the time. They feared Hitler would use evidence of the American chemicals weapons stockpile to initiate an all-out gas warfare. And the British, who controlled the port, denied the presence of mustard gas and deleted the diagnosis from the medical records of the victims. So Churchill and Eisenhower um, acted, acted as well to suppress what was going on, insisting that the censorship... Um, of the uh, catastrophe and Alexander's report was military considered military security. And so Alexander and the victims of the Bari disaster, um, probably a lot of people don't ever really talk about this, right? And it was detailing the toxic effects of mustard gas on white blood cells. And it caught the eye of Colonel Cornelius Dusty Rhodes. Now, Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> pioneering physician, they say, I love how they use the word pioneering so generously when the guy's a monster. But anyway, the research scientist, and they said he was brilliant and arrogant. No, he was just a monster. Um, He was recognizing the potential of this poison as a killer and a cure. So he ushered in a whole new era of cancer research done by Sloan Kettering Institute. And uh, Alexander, by the way, the military guy, returned to his family practice in New Jersey um, Never really could talk about what was going on because it was considered a military secret. But uh, but uh, Rhodes got really, really busy about this uh, with this uh, information and uh, sort of launched um, this whole new uh, career into chemotherapy. And so uh, in hospitals around the world, cancer patients are being treated with chemotherapy, right? Life-saving protocols, right? It's based on nitrous mustard. It's a deadly chemical weapon, and they have no idea how the treatment was discovered, right? Well, it was mustard gas that really jump-started the whole thing uh, of medical oncology. And um, it's kind of incredible, really, when you get really right down to it, what we're actually, um, what version of this we're taking into our bodies. Uh, it's traced directly to that poison gas. Anyway, um, so... I'll talk about some numbers when we come back, and I'll also talk just a a little bit more. Um, You know, there's questions as to whether Churchill and Eisenhower were justified in covering this up and and so forth, and the book delves into that. But I kind of want to go on to a a little bit of a different different path, too, with this as well, and you'll see what I mean when I come back. But uh, so cancer, uh, they said, is the uncontrollable multiplication of cells, right? Can run wild in the body and invade healthy tissue. And they said, since the fast division of cells uh, is a hallmark of cancer, Alexander, the military guy, uh, reasoned that if mustard depressed or slowed the rate of white blood cell division, it might slow the rate of cancer cell division. And so uh, he recommended mustard compounds be studied as a possible treatment for certain types of cancer. And so... um, It actually went after the healthy cells as much as it does the cancer cells. And this is why a lot of people that do chemo end up with different kinds of cancers as well in their bodies. And they they started determining that you could have a lot of different kinds of of cancers hit you later on as well. 
And so Hodgkin's and, um, and ALL and all of these different ones, they say now have a 90% remission rate, but there is some cause for concern in, in uh, future. It's setting the body up for future uh, problems for cancer as well. And so um, I'll come back into this. There's a couple of things I really want to hit that are really pertinent and important. And uh, Rhodes is an interesting character. Rhodes, with the Rockefeller Foundation and Johns Hopkins, um, was accused, uh, well, um, even admitted to uh, killing some people off and um, wanting to get rid of Puerto Ricans, where he was doing his research and studies. All kinds of stuff when I come back, because it'll be interesting how this all ties in. I promise it all kind of ties in together uh, the whole day. But when when going down these rabbit holes, um, I just think that, you know, we, we bypass a lot of really good information that we should have in the 1900s are filled with experimentation, psychological experimentation. Um, they don't mind getting rid of people. To, to say they're doing something for the common good. But then I really want to analyze, is that good, actual common good? Be right back on The Kate Daly Show. Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. Hi, my name is Carly, and I work with Balance of Nature. We are currently hiring for many positions. You've heard about Balance of Nature's fruits and veggies on the radio and all the success it brings to our customers and people all over the world. We are an international company focusing on cells throughout the U.S. Many of you might not know that our headquarters and manufacturing are located right here in southern Utah, and we are looking to hire in various positions within our company. There are many opportunities for career-minded individuals as Balance of Nature continues to grow. We have a strong starting pay and additional benefits, such as free product, a healthy lunch prepared daily, and Balance of Nature even provides a free health coach, a free workout trainer, and workout facility to help you stay in shape. For more information or to apply, visit our website at www.balanceofnature.com. Hey guys, Josh here at Red Rock Auto Sales. And we got tired of having only five trucks out front. So we fixed it and we got a brand new location. And now we have 40 trucks out front. That's right. One of the biggest truck dealers in St. George just got bigger. With over 60 trucks in stock to choose from, you won't find a bigger selection. So come over to 960 South Bluff Street and see all those pretty trucks out front. Stop letting erectile dysfunction ruin your relationship. Help is right here in St. George. The Vitality Health for You Clinic is the only Gainswave certified provider in southern Utah. That means you'll get a drug-free, non-invasive treatment for ED. Take the first step. Right now, get an initial consultation, a $95 value, at no cost to you. Revitalize your relationship at the Vitality Health for You Clinic. Go to vitalityhealthforyou.com. That's vitalityhealthforyou.com. Can you imagine not being stressed going to the dentist? So often, going to the dentist includes feeling pressured. Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. At Imagine Family Dentistry, they believe in no pressure. They'll tell you what you need, and you tell them what you want. And if you don't have insurance, it's okay. Imagine Family Dentistry has a value savings plan. You can save hundreds of dollars utilizing it. And with their new patient exam, they just make it so easy. At Imagine Family Dentistry, new patients receive an exam, a cleaning, x-rays, and a hygiene kit, all for only $75. At that price, you can afford to get the whole family in. 
Just imagine a dentist that doesn't pressure you. They simply take care of you and your family. Visit Imagine Family Dentistry today, located off Bluff Street between Kmart and Smith's. Or to make an appointment, call 435-656-1111. That's 435-656-1111. It's the end of the season sale. Happening right now at the locally owned and operated Ashley Home Store. Come in today and get up to 30% off or 0% interest for 60 months OAC. Let's do a little math. That's 1,800 days of no interest. The entire family can relax on a power reclining sofa for as low as $9.99. Get the whole family around a five-piece dining set for just $8.29. Come see this stylish queen panel bed for just $3.99. Or make it a five-piece set for just $9.99. Make your way into the Ashley Sleep Center and get a king-size mattress for the price of a queen. Some restrictions apply. All patio furniture is on sale, too. It's the end of the season sale. Come in today and get up to 30% off or 0% interest for 60 months. How about this? That's 43,000 hours without a penny of interest. Nice. At the locally owned and operated Ashley Home Store on East Red Cliffs Drive by the Stadium 10. All financing OAC. See store for details. You're going to love this Ashley Right now, you probably need something fun to do mixed with a little bit of getaway, too. The Casablanca Resort and Virgin River in Mesquite have just a ticket. Right now, for just $45, you can golf 18 holes with a cart, get a free sleeve of golf balls, and after the round, indulge yourself at Sierra's all-you-can-eat inside the Virgin River Hotel. Make your tea time now at CasablancaResort.com. That's CasablancaResort.com. Right now, more than ever before, this is the perfect time to upgrade your sleep for your health and well-being. And until you sleep on a new Tempur-Pedic mattress with the highest customer satisfaction rating, you haven't really slept. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi. At Best Mattress, we have the entire line of pressure-relieving and cooling Tempur-Pedic mattresses and the highest level of safety so you can shop with confidence and peace of mind. Plus, 72 months no interest financing and free delivery. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. I'm glad you're tuning in today. A lot of information um, did on the vaccine in the last hour. Johns Hopkins in the uh, first part uh, of the show and it's a three-parter and uh, going into a little bit more during the whole 1900s, what they've been really busy doing. The Rockefeller Foundation has been extremely busy. It was um, uh, John, John D. Rockefeller was Standard Oil and Standard Oil, I don't know if people realize, um, <laughs> helped fund... Um, Adolf, um, if you'll, if you notice, if you notice, there's a lot of German um, learnings, German scientists um, coupled with American scientists in the whole 1900s that um, certainly came together for a, a lot of a lot of the things that we know of today that we use today. We don't, I don't even think we think of their beginnings. 
But the Johns Hopkins um, uh, Institute, very lockstep with the Rockefeller Foundation, and the Rockefeller Foundation is um, pretty corrupt. It's probably had the biggest impact on our country in culture and in health and in everything else in um, basically trying to destroy um, destroy us. And people don't realize that, you know, what they do is they, they give the accolades and they give the monuments and they give everything to, you know, the Johns Hopkins and the Rockefeller Institute when they have been at the helm since the very beginning, early 1900s of turning our country inside out. You could go back to a lot of our problems and a lot of our problems with health and you'll go right back to, you'll find Johns Hopkins and you'll find, uh, You'll find that deeply embedded. In fact, all of our epidemiologists in each state, the ones that are leading out and actually running this country right now through public health enforcement, um, would be coming from Johns Hopkins and the CDC. I just wanted you guys to know, you know, um, it's it always goes back to the same well-worn paths. So I was talking about um, how mustard gas sort of turned into what we now know as, as chemotherapy. And... Cornelius Rhodes was a Harvard medical uh, uh, student graduate. And, um, you know, of course, history paints him as brilliant and arrogant. Well, he was way more than that. He, I, I, I consider this guy uh, a monster. But uh, they say he was a dedicated oncologist. Don't you just love how they, how they do that? From 1929 to 39, he worked at both the Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research and then became a staff member at the Rockefeller Hospital, where they were certainly doing a lot of experimentation and all kinds of different things on people without their knowledge. Um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Rhodes, um, basically, um, when he attended a party hosted by a Puerto Rican uh, co-worker's uh, house down in Puerto Rico after leaving the party, he wrote this letter. And this letter basically, I'll cut to the chase, it said, uh, it'd be ideal except for the Puerto Ricans. They are beyond doubt the dirtiest, laziest, most degenerate and thievish race of people ever inhabiting the sphere. Makes you sick to inhabit the same island with them. They are even lower than Italians. What the island needs now needs is not public health work, but a tidal wave of totally something to exterminate the population. It might be livable then. I have done my best to uh, further the process of extermination by killing off eight of them and, and transplanting cancer into several more. The latter has not resulted in any fatalities so far. The matter of consideration for the patient's welfare plays no role here. In fact, all, dis- all physicians take delight in the abuse and torture of unfortunate subjects. Do let me know if you hear any more news. Sincerely, Dusty. Um, that kind of gives you a glimpse of who this guy, um, who this guy is. But by 1940, um, rather than face justice, he was selected as the next director of Memorial Hospital for Cancer Care and Research. By 1941, he was studying the use and effects of radiation to treat leukemia. Um, ironically, the person's house uh, that he had visited back in 1950, was, uh, who was arrested as a political prisoner, was used as a guinea pig. In his experimentation, which led to his death in 1965. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, so Dr. Rhodes went on to win the Legion of Merit for combating poison gas and advancing the use of chemical warfare. Um, And the U.S. Army Medical Service published the Medical Department of United States Army in World War II. In 1943, a medical division was established in that chemical war, uh, warfare service at, uh, in Maryland under his direction, and he was commissioned as a colonel. 
Um, yeah. He was carrying out toxicological studies uh, uh, related to hazards in the production of chemical warfare agents. He established at Camp Dietrich, Maryland. Do you remember Judy Mikovits talking about uh, Camp Dietrich? Anyway, um, he worked at Dugway Proving Ground in Utah and uh, Camp Siebert in Alabama. And then the medical division uh, coordinated with work with all these laboratories from his work. And in 1944, the Chemical Warfare Service was charged additionally with res- uh, responsibility for all biological warfare defense projects. Um, and so um, it goes on and on. I mean, due to all of this, uh, studies on mustard gas from the accident of the war in, 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 in Italy, the incident I told you about, um, basically um, basically, uh, Rhodes became interested in, in the potential for its cancer treatment and started developing this. And for the rest of his life, his research interest in developing chemotherapy for cancer treatment served primarily as the administrator and, and scientific director at Memorial and Sloan Kettering. And from studies of the mustard gas um, came uh, the um, clinical trials during the, during the war years for the basis of development of the field of anti-cancer chemotherapy. Um, so the, there's some problems with chemotherapy, too. And I'd like to talk about those as well, just because there's just way more to the story um, that, uh, that isn't told because everyone goes, oh, that's how you deal with cancer. That's such a great thing. But it was hijacked. It was, it was truly hijacked with the individuals that started Johns Hopkins um, Public Health Department, um, Simon Flexer being one of them. He served as director of the Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research. He was also a friend and advisor to John D. Rockefeller. Um, but uh, all these individuals um, that were involved really hijacked uh, what, was actually, um, what was actually going on with what could have been health and what could have been more natural medicine and opting more for the chemicals that they were developing, the experimentation and studies that they wanted to prop up. And it really is sad. You know, in 1930, the lung cancer death rate for men, even though there was a whole lot of smoking going on, was 4.9 per 100,000 people. In 1990, the rate had increased 75 to 75.6% per 100 people. Um, we definitely had a lot more issues with lung cancer and all the different cancers from a lot of different reasons. But uh, ironically, um, another direct effect of chemotherapy is, in fact, cancer. It's even printed on the chemo drug warning labels in small print, of course. <laughs> um, doxorubicin uh, may increase your risk for developing leukemia. Um, your oncologist might claim to have successfully treated your first cancer. You might very well have developed a second or third cancer caused by uh, chemo. And isn't it interesting how if you try to go natural that uh, even right now you do not have control over your children and the kind of care they can get because a hospital can hijack that. The first doctor, cancer doctor you see um, can say, well, this is how this has to go, or we could uh, possibly take your child away. And this is what happened to uh, Ben McClintock, defending Utah, that comes on the show. Um, same kind of thing. You know, we're looking at um, forcing and, and making sure that you go these routes instead of natural medicine, which is really really sad. Um, the guy, um, uh, William Welch, who actually was the first uh, Johns Hopkins, you know, portion of that um, public health department and also the head of the AMA, 
um, uh, Flexner worked for him, and uh, uh, there was you know just a whole bunch of different people involved in steering us away at the time. Uh, with John Rockefeller and and Andrew Carnegie and others um, peddling all the pharmaceuticals. In in fact, you know, on the war on um, drugs, it's kind of interesting that that cannabis was used throughout the 1800s, but when it got up to the 1900s and uh, the beginning of the 1900s, they started demonizing it even though they hadn't had a lot of issues with cannabis, right? It was, they, they used it to treat. And once the pharmaceutical companies got their digs in, it's kind of amazing that all of a sudden um, cannabis was actually demonized in favor of pharmaceuticals that caused a lot more symptoms and problems. And when you really kind of look at why they devised public health, a very socialistic, communistic term, right? The good, the good of all. So everybody's a, a one size fits all taking away our individuality, eventuality in, in medicine. It's kind of interesting that they divided it so that doctors were only concerned for, and this comes from the founding documents of Johns Hopkins, by the way, of that whole Department of Public Health and uh, the Rockefeller Institute. But it's kind of interesting. So the doctors were only supposed to be in charge of curing, right? Chasing after all those symptoms of all those drugs that were coming into fruition, which would cause more symptoms and more symptoms. And that public health was supposed to be about prevention. But not really, not so much. And that's another that's another huge uh, rabbit hole and problem. Um, something I can't tackle in one show. But, uh, but it's kind of amazing that the steering towards chemo always by the medical profession is kind of interesting instead of really looking at, uh, at health and prevention, right? I mean, do you go to a doctor and get told that you uh, should worry about vitamin C and D and, and sunshine, just like they're doing right now with COVID-19? Instead of walking down those aisles uh, of, of natural health to prevent something from happening, what's the first thing they go in to try to do? Use COVID-19 as an opportunity to develop an RNA sequence um, vaccine that's much different than anything else we've ever done. Very experimental. We're all the guinea pigs. We're going to be the guinea pigs for this vaccine. And it can actually change your DNA. You cannot change it back. And they're actually going to use this um, as a gateway instead of ever walking down. Did you see any of these companies walking down, telling you, uh, walking down the aisle of natural health? Of course not. Of course not. It's all about the chemicals. It's all about the vaccinations. They cannot wait to put a vaccination out. Dell Bigtree made the point that um, in that recording that I played, that once once they develop this adult vaccination program to solve all health problems, um, you're going to be taking a lot of them. And probably by force, because now you have to catch up. I only had eight vaccinations as a kid. Now they have over 65 you're going to have to catch up on the adult plan. You don't know what you're putting in your body. And those regulations, like Judy Mikovits said, started coming off. The patents are all owned by these monsters, by the Fauci's, by, uh, by, by all of these individuals I talked about in the last hour as well. The, the uh, patents are owned by them. And so um, they have every... Oh, every incentive and motivation to make sure that they're getting this very large paycheck, but also making sure that you are forced to take them. And with the regulations being lifted in the 80s and and again in this last decade, who knows what's in them? 
And this is why they were able to um, get away with doing an RNA vaccine, as Judy Mikovits talks about that, as far as a whole new delivery system that they've never done in humans before. Guess what, folks? You're the guinea pigs. We're all the guinea pigs if they get their way, and we do not stand up to this. Be right back on The Kate Daly Show. At Lionsgate Recovery, we get told all the time clients had no idea they were able to get into such a nice treatment center. Much of the public doesn't understand how many resources are out there for substance abuse treatment and how affordable it can be. If you or a loved one are struggling, please call us and we will show you just how easy it is to get help, even if it's not with us, because we are people in recovery helping people find recovery. Stop suffering with pain. Tune in Mondays and Tuesdays at 5 p.m. for the Be Pain-Free Radio Show, featuring nationally renowned chiropractic specialist Dr. Ward Wagner. You've seen Dr. Wagner as a guest on the hugely popular TV show, The Doctors, and his knowledge of cutting-edge, non-surgical, drug-free pain solutions is unsurpassed. Listen to Dr. Ward Wagner Mondays and Tuesdays at 5 p.m. for the Be Pain-Free Radio Show, brought to you by Dixie Chiropractic, right here on St. George News Radio. 1450 KZNU. Worried the economy could ruin your retirement plans? A reverse mortgage from Heritage Reverse could secure your assets. A reverse eliminates your mortgage payment, leaving you just basic property expenses such as taxes and insurance. You may also consolidate other debts or access funds from your equity to live better every month. Rates are low and values are high. Now is the best time to set your reverse mortgage. Heritage Reverse Mortgage is Utah's reverse specialist. Call now. We'll help you live better. 435-359-9000. Not all borrowers will qualify. NMLS 1497455. For over 35 years, you've heard the Meadows name and associated with outstanding assisted living and memory care. The health and safety of our residents is our greatest concern. We are confident in our protective protocols in this new environment and invite you to call today if your family is in need of care. Our summer special will ease your pocketbook as much as our experience will ease your mind. The Wentworth at the Meadows, where great care makes it feel like home. Visit MeadowsSTGeorge.com today. Come celebrate bacon and support Tan's Treats at the 6th Annual Hog and Jog 5K, Saturday, September 5th in Ivan's. Get registered now at HogandJog5K.com. All participants get a pink piggy t-shirt courtesy of the Lifetime Store, plus a pink piggy nose and a 4-inch finisher medal. Enjoy Smithfield Foods bacon cooked up by Lonnie Boy's Barbecue. Register now at HogandJog5K.com. Brought to you by Injury Smart Law, Dieter Collision, Park Cox Trucking, St. George Running Center, and City of Ivan. This is Heidi Berlin. This is Faith Davis. And we are the Flooring Studio. We would like to thank the community for voting us the best flooring store in Southern Utah. It is our passion to create the perfect living environment on any budget. At the Flooring Studio, we use quality materials and impeccable craftsmanship with constant communication throughout the remodel process. Now through the end of the month, we offer you a $500 credit towards your next project with the Flooring Studio. You can call or text us at 435 767 8564. Experience, quality, and attention to detail make a difference. Most jobs or tasks can be completed with speed, or for some, finished means a job well done, just because it's well done. But there is a difference when something is done right. At Proforma Landscape, we believe in that difference. A difference you'll notice, a difference you'll appreciate. 
So when you come home, you'll notice it looks like someone did the job with care. And yes, attention to detail. You might be listening to this right now and saying, it's just yard care, landscaping, or maintenance. But for us, it's more. It's making sure you don't have to think about keeping your yard, business landscaping, or HOA looking perfect. Or worrying about fixing leaking pipes, sprinklers, or seasonal tree trimming. That's our job. At Proforma, there is a difference. Hire us, and you'll see. We handle HOAs, commercial, residential, and new construction. Let us maintain your landscape, and you'll see the Proforma difference. Go to ProFormaLandscape.com for a free quote. Can you imagine not being stressed going to the dentist? So often, going to the dentist includes feeling pressured. Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. At Imagine Family Dentistry, they believe in no pressure. They'll tell you what you need, and you tell them what you want. And if you don't have insurance, it's okay. Imagine Family Dentistry has a value savings plan. You can save hundreds of dollars utilizing it. And with their new patient exam, they just make it so easy. At Imagine Family Dentistry, new patients receive an exam, a cleaning, x-rays, and a hygiene kit all for only $75. At that price, you can afford to get the whole family in. Just imagine a dentist that doesn't pressure you. They simply take care of you and your family. Visit Imagine Family Dentistry today, located off Bluff Street between Kmart and Smith's. Or to make an appointment, call 435-656-1111. That's 435-656-1111. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. So I'm talking about uh, the 1900s and the huge history we have in developing vaccines. And for all of those who have been listeners to my show for a long time, know that uh, the the book Dr. Mary's Monkey really is a fantastic book, probably my most intriguing book I've ever covered when it talked about the advent of uh, antibiotics uh, rolled into a spike in polio. And when they came out with the vaccine for polio, that's what, uh, when it was, when they sent out so many infected um, versions of that, 96 million infected doses of polio, most of you got that, by the way, listening. Um, Then all of a sudden we had the war on cancer increase tenfold. So um, are there any accidents? Well, (laughs) Um, A lot of experimentation in the 1900s, a lot of the Rockefeller Foundation being at the helm of it. And it's scary to think that that a few people had this much influence on medicine and on the way we do things right now and how the medical profession is actually trained. It's kind of like what Bruce Nyson uh, Nielsen said and also Judy Mikovits, Dr. Judy Mikovits from Plandemic. Um, you know, just talking about how there are a lot of good memorizers of medicine and, and they, they like those memorizers of medicine. And I'm not downing all doctors. I'm just saying that, that typically you're a good memorizer if you're a doctor, but there's few that will actually really get it, get uh, talking about health 
and prevention because they're not trained that way. And that was by design from the early 1900s. Johns Hopkins and Rockefeller partnered to make sure that 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 public health became very separate from what a physician learns. And a physician was only supposed to worry about curing something and public health was supposed to worry about um, prevention. Now, think about this. Has public health done a good job? on teaching you how to be very, um, you know, using natural remedies and, and, and natural things to cure yourself, I'm going to go out on a big limb and say no, because that has not been, they, they've, they've used that as the guise to do much different things for the good of all. In fact, when they started out with all of the, with using chemo and, and all of these things, um, they were hastening the death of many cancer patients and they kept calling it, it was for the good. It was for the good. Now, a lot of you can say, well, yeah, I mean, we have to always, you know, a lot of people are going to die to go after the good. Do you realize you're going to be used as a guinea pig with, if, we, if they get their way on this mandatory vaccine? Because as they lifted the regulations in the last uh, decade, as Judy Mikovits said when she was on the show, and then this is why she said, do not take the flu vaccine. Be very careful about any vaccines you take. Because of the new um, mRNA uh, messenger uh, type of vaccine that they're trying to shove down everybody's throats because it hasn't been tested in humans like this, you know, as far as uh, big scale studies. They've rushed it for a reason and be very, very wary of that. Um, Anytime we're going to get into anything mandatory. But the reason I didn't I didn't have the author of the book, The Great Secret, talking about mustard gas and how that uh, transitioned into that was the that was what what we have chemo from was actual mustard gas. The hair falls out. I mean, seriously, think about that, you guys. Anyway, um, the reason I didn't was because she kind of went off on this whole this whole um, issue of everything is always for the greater good. And um, no, it's not. No, it's not. And it should never be in a free country. We're in a free country here. And so the having the, the advent of public health in our country, it gave them the license to do many, many, many experimental things and steer us in directions that we would have never gone as a country because they were able to get their hooks in this way. And I think that's really, really important to know. I talked about in the very, very beginning of this show about Johns Hopkins and about William Welch and how he was a skull and bones fraternity guy. Yeah, skull and bones like the Bushes and John Kerry and everybody else in that little pristine little group, right? Um, well, he actually learned and studied at, the gener- at, at several German laboratories. And um, he came back here and they made him, he was the first physician recruited by a professor at the newly forming Johns Hopkins Hospital and Medical School at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore. And um, he went on to become the first dean of Johns Hopkins and in 1916 established the School of Hygiene and Public Health. Public health was a British term. Hygiene was a German term. Funny how we're always doing business with the UK and Germany, isn't it? Anyway, especially in our medicine, NASA, and uh, just about everything else, it feels like. Um, And so this guy also became the head of the AMA, what became the AMA. And the people that worked under him were Walter Reed. Remember Walter Reed Medical Center, you know, for for the military? Um, And uh, Simon Flexner. And the founding, uh, became the founding director of Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research. 
um, which hijacked medicine in the early 1900s. It became a totally different animal once these people got involved. And um, as far as this goes, of course, they are very awarded, right? But Welch played a major role in the response to the 1918 influenza pandemic. You realize that started out with a vaccine, right? And you also realize it wasn't they said 10 million died and then through history they kept upping the number and now they think 50 to 100 million died and they said that the reason that the that that there's a discrepancy in the numbers is because we, they didn't know how to count back then um anyway the 1918 uh he played a big role in this these are the people that are involved in the medicine we have today they they did public health on the guise of hookworm hookworm <laughs> Hookworm was not fatal. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like some big deal. In fact, over 400 million people have hookworm um, out there. But right now, but what they did was they they um, said we need a public health department. And their first sort of um, instigation into that was dealing with hookworm and trying to solve a quote unquote that problem so that they could look like they were very busy solving a problem. Kind of like what they're doing with covid. They pick a coronavirus, they shove it out there because coronavirus is so many different symptoms, just like, I mean, it's the same thing as flu and respiratory. They, they take uh, COVID and they say, people too, so many people are dying. See how history re- repeats itself? So many people are dying, even though we don't even have the same numbers as the flu and respiratory numbers on average, on a high average year. High average year is 260,000. We were only at 160 some odd thousand deaths for COVID that they're labeling COVID. Um, they started labeling those February 9th. So everything's labeled COVID for almost the entire year, which will be the entire year by the end of the year. So they did the same thing with hookworm. And this is how they got their hooks in, if you will, uh, forgive the pun, um, into making sure that we had a public health department. And they said that they wanted to make it a career and they wanted it to um, to be a, a whole different animal, and that we were actually, um, you know, the initial um, impetus for the um, uh, public health campaign against hookworm um, and its treatment and prevention. You know, giving themselves a problem, having themselves come up with a solution, so they could make their way into saying, "See how wonderful we are." When taking a dose of Epsom salts <laughs> was basically the treatment. Um, besides drinking uh, this certain thing anyway, uh, which is poisonous to the worm. And they really did carve out that entire that entire thing uh, in, in order to create public health. And now public health is running the country. The governors are letting it run the country. If we had a good governor, um, even my own state, that would not be the case. But these guys are telling the governors what to do, and the governors are listening because the governors are bought and sold. And the public health departments are bought and sold because a lot of the people going into the health departments that head the health departments are from where? Johns Hopkins, CDC. Um, so this was going on clear back in the day and throughout the 1900s. And then we got the um, chemo. We got all these different uh, all these different things, didn't we? We also had, um, you know, there were lawsuits, lawsuits uh, against uh, Johns Hopkins, lawsuits against the Rockefeller Foundation for many, many, many people being um, murdered, um, uh, people that uh, were in experimentations against their will or didn't know. And 
it's a really sad state of affairs because you can go back to the same few people all the time. The same few people that are at the that are at the um, even even the who even WHO International talks about how they created public health departments and how this public health department became international very, very quickly. Um, they had offices in China and Yugoslavia and all over the place, Brazil, everywhere, like immediately. And they were all an extension of Johns Hopkins. Um, you know, you wonder why I don't trust Johns Hopkins and never would. Um, I, I don't think they work in the best interest of people. I don't think any of these people had their sights on working in the best interest. I think they wanted to hijack medicine early on. Um, and this was by design. They only treated 400,000 people with, uh, with hookworm, but basically called themselves the, the saviors. And so they really needed that, that public health department. It's amazing when you go back in time and start really looking at all of this from a different angle and, and really kind of looking at this entire century as one that, that changed us and that created these monsters in medicine. I think about all the experimentation in the 50s and the 60s, the drug culture that came out of the experimentation. We had a CIA experimenting with drugs for a long time, and then all of a sudden the drug culture just popped up. Why do you think that happened? Why do you think that happened? Nothing happens by accident. Folks, if there's anything I've learned over the decade of doing this for a living, there are no spontaneous events. Everything is usually usually uh, by design uh, by these kinds of folks or um, a product of their designs. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest problems we have, see. Um, Anthony Fauci helping to fund what went on with Wuhan China being a big seller and um, manufacturer of the vaccine that they want to implement on the world, on us. An RNA vaccine that hasn't been even given to humans yet on wide scale. They don't even know what it can do or would do. And we would be the guinea pigs, just like the guinea pigs with uh, chemo in the beginning, too. And just like we continue to be with chemo, right? Um, a very, very small percentage end up living past chemo because they usually end up getting something else. And I think about all of the generations through the 1900s with weakening, you know, uh, the things that we, that we do to each generation that kind of go on to the next generation, right? Because even when we had some of these things, when we were looking at some of these things, even from doctors, Mary, Dr. Mary's monkey, and the situation with the polio vaccine, it's kind of amazing that, uh, that cancer, uh, look at how many vast cases of cancer there are. Isn't it one in three get cancer? Might even be higher than that, but one in three was the last one I, I researched uh, for cancer. Isn't it amazing how they could come up with this so-called vaccine so quickly for a mystery disease that came to us at the end of January, right? December of 2019 to January, how they jumped on that. Yet we still have cancer to the, to, the, to the highest degree. We're not dying of COVID. It's a cold virus. We're not dying from it. The success rate is 99.8%. And we, they are talking and shoving vaccine down us. And now the schools are on board saying that they will make the kids wear masks until a vaccine, until that vaccine is mandatory. How many people do not have a line in the sand and will actually go move forward on that vaccine? 
Will you be able to travel, buy, or sell without that vaccine? Will you be able to have a life without getting that vaccine? Why is it so important that they take an experimental vaccine for something we're not dying from and inject it into the entire world? Now, you could say money, but there's way more to it than just financial. This is a much bigger deal because I, I, I agree with Del Bigtree in that it could wipe out a lot of people um, because of what it does to our bodies. Could it, could it turn on you and attack you inside? Yeah. They don't know that it couldn't. And it did to the animals they experimented on. But guess what, folks? They're bypassing those animal studies that failed. And they want to just directly give it to humans. There's never been a coronavirus ever before in history for a reason. Our bodies, even admitted by Fauci, can do exactly or better what the vaccine they say will do. But Fauci said, and I quote, but I want them to get the vaccine anyway. If we do not stop this as a people, not only that vaccine, they've got 300 more in in the works. And if you don't think that those are even more diabolical than this one, because of course they're not going to kill everybody off with one vaccine because they want you to belly back up to the bar for the following ones. It's getting bad, folks, and we better we better fight against this and start having a stronger voice. Take off the, the ridiculous mask and start talking about this vaccine with the people that you know and telling them do not take this vaccine into their body. Have a great weekend. Sorry to end it on that, but have a great weekend, folks. Be faithful, be fearless. See you Monday. If you're looking for-